0: Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida. This is KMA Talk Radio. Life, Liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, aka the Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like the smoke from Blackwin like Church. Yeah. Like drunk
1: My
0: big, cigar, my big cigar. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am your host, Honest Abe. We are broadcasting KMA live from sunny South Florida. I'm here with my gang, the Italian Scallion himself, Paul DeGracco, and the man uh-huh. known as the GOAT, Alex Tovella. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, wow, that's a pretty good salute there. Alex, I think you're muted, buddy. Yep. Ah, oh, there we go, there we oh, go. Ah, there you go. You pulled that's an aid. Right. I did, well, I Well, I'm having technical difficulties. So. Me, me too, I'm having a little background issue, which is kind it of looks, bothering me. It looks like my brand new monitor, which is not that old, is going bad or something's wrong with it, so... From time to time during the show, I may not hear at all what you're saying or anybody's saying, and I'm distracted, and I'm changing the settings back so I can listen. So,
2: oh man! Should hey, by the way, I social. just noticed that Facebook is what's the background us live.
3: Oh, you know, we need to go back and and, and check it from last and see how the close captioning went with with Rainier, see if they could keep up with them.
2: Yeah, I got to look at it. I didn't. I didn't go back and look at it, but it's doing it live now. That's a new thing. That's pretty cool.
3: What's your background? Abe is asking. Yes. My oh, my background, which is a little messed up, I'll fix in a second, is a corner. Abe should be a little familiar with. It's, uh, oh, the twins. Uh, hey. That's with the infamous bench at the Twin Shop in Philadelphia. Oh wow!
0: I've you know at- what? I've
2: never seen the shop. That's actually a really cool space.
0: I've yeah. sat at that bench.
2: Yes, the bench. Is there good people watching from that bench? Because
3: that's uh, why I go. I don't know if those guys are up this early. My first oh, people watching and yeah, it's a good people watching place. Absolutely.
0: My my first time there, I sat on that bench and somebody was coming out one of the regulars and I, oh, he was bitching about the Green Lantern being gay. <laughs> yeah, I guess, well, I guess that was a while ago. I guess in the multi yeah, in the multiverse, I guess Green Lantern is gay. Yeah. In the Multiverse. So he came out bitching and I finally said, well, "What's the problem with that? I'm gay." <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know who I was, and and let me tell you something. That joke went on like for half the day. It was it was fucking hilarious. Man, that was my first day at Twin Smoke Shop. Yeah,
3: uh, great, great little, uh, great little shop. You know, I would you love know, to check it
0: out. You know, it's going to be a good. You know, it's going to be a good hangout when you pull up and there's really nowhere to park. There's yeah. really anywhere to walk. More there's than nowhere park to park anywhere, park. anywhere in Southfield. Right. Right. So like, yeah, I'm calling the shop. I'm like, Anthony, we're here. Where the fuck we park? He goes, just leave the car there. Get out. <laughs> and he wasn't kidding we left the car there he sent one somebody from the shop to go take the car and park it somewhere
2: oh great i was gonna say are, are they as, as strict in uh, south philly as they are in new york as far as impounding
0: not on that block
3: oh it's i mean parking's awful and think just think you know south philly's smaller than, than most places in new york so it's i mean it's just awful it's awful. yeah it's but, a real condensed uh, area double parks and the guy park it in the parking lot of supermarket or something get it we get
4: it figured out
2: I timed it one time in Manhattan. I was away from my car for two minutes in a legal spot, and it was impounded and gone. Like, no sign of them even coming to get the car. I went in to get a cup of coffee. I was like, it'll be fine for, for five minutes. I was literally gone for two minutes. I came back. It was gone.
3: What's incredible What's incredible is, like, you see those little row houses behind me. and Like, right now, South Philly is insane. The, the the property value price. So, like, you'll pay like $750,000 for one of those little row houses to have to spend 15 minutes fighting to park when you get home at night. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. a long bit at work, and then you got to wait. Yeah, and the then you got to, like, you know, drive around the block six times to try and park.
0: Listen <laughs> to this nerd, Kristen Elf. All right, Multiverse is Marvel. They have their alternate universes, whatever they call it.
5: Uh,
0: wow. Yeah, right. You, uh, you struck a nerve with the nerds. Yeah, seriously, I it's forget what universe. it was called, but they have their own version of the multiverse. So whatever it is,
2: I know nothing about any of it. I just know that my son is obsessed with Spider-Man now,
0: so everything
2: is his Spider-Man.
5: His, uh,
2: he was where he didn- wouldn't take that bur- that suit off. My mother-in-law bought him like a full Spider-Man outfit. He was he was wearing it this morning. He he wears it all day long with the mask on.
0: I I just have to share with our audience. I had a little chat with Axel last night. And Axel gave Paul probably the best compliment Paul's ever had in his life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, literally, it could be the greatest compliment Paul anyone's ever given you.
2: He said, he said, uh, Daddy, your friend Mr. Abe looks like you. But then he prefaced it with, he has a beard and it's bigger.
0: I think think he meant better, but... Uh, Maybe, he may have. He may have. He's, you know so he said he said you look like me that's that's hey paul i don't see it um hold on paul let me help you out a little bit oh here we go, go, there, you go. There, there you go there you go and all i need is a KMA hat. yeah i'll There's do this on my head
3: paul you had a little uh you had a little um mickey mouse for this week Alex Cooper, oh my right? god Coop has no, had on. a lot of free time I'll on his him. hand i'll be back can we get those pictures? Can we get both those? I'd like to do a poll, like a Who Wore It Better on KMA. Uh,
2: I guess we can, yeah. I'll get <laughs> – let me pull them up. Yeah, Koopa uh, didn't have any shows this week and uh, seemed like he had a little bit of extra time on his hands and he was posting a lot of Disney pictures. I got to find it now. Where did he post
3: it in uh... – the socialite page you oh. have it don't you Alex you have the one I know you you have to have the one
0: are we looking for a Mickey Mouse reference
3: yeah no yeah. I mean the Coop and, and and Paul had a little Mickey Mouse war uh
0: during the week I'd, I'd like to get a little oh. uh, little poll of who wore it better I might have both I may be able to get them actually yeah ah. if you
2: don't I I'm having a problem with Facebook right now
0: so Alex what is up with your your favorite uh visiting uh spot the, the Turkish bathhouse are they I don't know dude
3: I don't know. I'm getting a little nervous. Oh, that's are yeah, so closed. Here, um, wait. So here's a funny
0: want... story. Here's a funny story. <laughs> Alex has been trying to go for three weeks, and this bathhouse, which you know he's been going to for years, and he got me into last December. I got my little sauna hat and everything. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny. So he he's been bitching because like for three weeks it's been closed. So Alex is, you know, text me that I goes, I think this guy closed down for good. I can't, they, they, nobody answers the phone, they're not there. I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, no wonder he gave me such a good deal on that ten pass card I made me buy last. I know, time I was dude. There. And Alex goes, yeah, me too. He was, selling, I know, he goes, man. He must have sell, been selling everybody ten pass cards at half price, like for seriously. A before he closed. Maybe that's oh, why he no. didn't give a
3: shit. Yeah, I don't know. They've been closed for renovations for like three weeks now. I'm getting a little worried. Well,
0: I, don't I mean, renovations. I mean, honestly, renovations in that space—if they're doing a real overhaul—could take a month plus.
6: If that's, yeah, if, if I mean, they got busted.
3: You know, I know they were working on one of the sauna rooms. You know, when I was there, but I didn't—I don't know that they were doing a full overhaul. I hope so. I mean, that would kind of be a, a big loss in my life. Plus, listen, that place has been around since since the '80s. So, well, they know, have
0: one—they have one in New York too.
3: They have one in New York, right? The Russian Turkish Baths on I wonder,
0: I wonder if our cards are good there
3: they you know, it's actually it's funny. They're not good there. So the guys. Of not. So have you ever seen the old the owner? Was the owner over there the little old Russian man? Yeah, Boris? the guy you kept beating up for a shirt when I went with you. No, 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 <laughs> that's not. No, that's not oh. the owner. That's Lewis. But the it's an old. He's an old old man, Boris. But he has a partner at the at the one in New York. It's Boris and this guy Mike. And apparently they hate each other to the point where that they don't even operate together. There are Boris weeks and there are Mike mic weeks and you can buy a pass there for for either week, but they don't like really. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Miami, but it's uh I don't know, I'm going to have to maybe push Abe to uh you know, put a little outdoor sauna in his yard or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have a yard, so I need a guy with some space. Yeah,
2: West. there's some room at West Palm. You could just put a put a little bathhouse there
0: you got yeah. a better shot at the the warehouse right
2: oh that oh there you go yeah, you could that, do like an
3: upper level one nah, just a little little infrared sauna somewhere yeah so i don't know i'm uh i'm a little worried but we'll see what happens any
0: any disney trips this week paul
2: no we had a we had a very busy week here so my <laughs> uh, my son had a minor surgery the younger one eli he came out fine he came home the same day he's it seems completely normal, back to back to his old self. But it was stressful, man. Sixteen months old to do that. We were we were against it, but we it ended up we had to do it when we did it. So we're happy we did, and here we are. That plus moving, and uh, well let me tell you, man, moving expenses are way up from three years ago. You know, I Paul, guess
0: I'm gonna. T- I, I said this in the pre-show when you were talking with the Amendola guys. You just like a "woe is me" guy. That's your new, like, your thing. Everything is "woe is me." I'm just the talking middle, about my life. The expense, but it's been that way since I met you. Oh, oh, you have no idea. Oh, the kid. Oh, my job. Oh, my boss. Oh, my. You ever noticed? You ever realize that? You yeah. You do that a lot. Is that your shtick? Are... Do you maybe. have a steep? Do you have a steep... Are you... Do you have a little steep stock in you.
5: Well, is there a little steep
0: stock? In you? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe. They, they maybe. They don't know spending...
3: if the stick's any good. Maybe spending so much time, you know, and having Steve on so much has rubbed off on
2: him. <laughs> well, I, I do smoke a lot of his cigars, actually. <laughs> Maybe Paul's, there's something in him.
0: Paul's got a little socket in him. I, <laughs> I want to shout out a kudo to the Dojo Boys. Um, they're, uh, one of their dojo projects, Sarsaparilla, dropped this week, and I have to say it is probably the cigar of the week. Oh, uh, yeah, wow. easily. The, yeah, the Sasparilla made by Lazona is probably the Cigar of the Week. It's really funny because we had we had opening order that we had just gotten in. before we put it on sale, I think it was a couple hours before we put it on sale, I called there and said, do you have any more of those? Yeah, I said, send me another run. Because I just had a gut feeling, and that thing sold out so fast. Wow. I mean, even double the amount. We ended up calling him and got another 100 boxes already being shipped. But, yeah, the Dojo Sasperilla, the Cigar of the Week, in my opinion, just just. Everybody was looking for it, so um, hopefully, hopefully that'll stay in regular production because it seems like it's got a huge following. The sassy is back.
3: The sassy is back.
0: That was sassy week. Is back. Debbie Downer, pessimist Paul. <laughs> wow, here, comes, <laughs> here
2: come all. Here comes all the love messages.
0: Paul no, is no. Listen, it was a good Paul week. Paul is was Alan busy. Rubin with a bigger beard. That's funny. Uh, continue on for a moment, gentlemen. I have to take this. Okay. Oh, nice. I yeah. figured
2: maybe that was Alan Rubin calling. Speaking of Alan Rubin, man, he's taking some heat, huh, in the uh, smoking social universe?
3: Well, Alan Rubin is is trying to dish it out a little bit. But, uh, you know, in typical Alan Rubin fashion, it backfires in his face. So <laughs> so did you legit, when we were in the
2: meeting the last time, you actually had him on the list to get it at one of the coins with either an Abe coin or a Goat coin? Is yeah. he off completely?
5: Oh, yeah, he's off. He's
3: off. <laughs> he is off. He'll be lucky to get a penny.
2: Well, if he gets a penny, he'd probably like it. He just, uh, maybe if Abe could initial it. He wants a signed $20 bill, he said.
3: He doesn't have to, we'll see. to make bets with Abe. But, no, all right, um, Abe's back. Oh, Abe's back. Yeah, so it listen,
0: was, I think. It was a warehouse issue, so I knew if they were calling me, I had to answer. They, uh, they know they know I'm on KMA right now. So if they were calling, it was an emergency. There's a I problem. Know, I
3: don't know if I did this right, but let me see. Let's see if we could take a look at. Oh, we oh can. There we, here go. we go. Great. All right. So here's the deal. So this, I want I'd love to get some feedback from our listeners of who wore it better.
2: I was hoping this went away already.
3: So there's a great picture of Mickey Mouse that, you know, William Cooper posted a with Paul, and it it perfectly fit Paul, and and here we have the Paul rendition of. Who's under who's underneath the ears and then Paul who also had time on his hands shot back with the William Cooper rendition of Mickey oh. behind the mask
2: so I the, think coop looks more like the original so picture. the question
3: is uh let me see if I can get the original well, I mean
2: we
0: have here. to we have to define what exactly we're reading here because Paul I'll, t- I'll show you Paul's, Paul's graphic work is that's what great. you go.
5: That's what Paul, we're
0: agreeing. Well, first off, that one shows they have the same hairstyle. So yes. <laughs> Paul and Mickey there have the same hairstyle. Yes. But Paul uh Cooper's work, Cooper's work is much better. It looks it more is? natural. Yeah, this that that actually looks like they see that head's a little off, didn't fit right. The chin Cooper's chin's too low. So if we're mm. gonna do graphic work, Coop did a much better job. Mm. That looks like it was naturally done that Paul actually posed for that coops looks like he somebody just slapped it on like an well, somebody needs to flip coops face i i didn't make it i, I gotta just, be honest so everybody knows. i gotta
3: be honest I, I funded both sides of this war <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so i might arrest coop a little bit but yeah i funded both sides of this war so who wore it better i
0: want to know who wore it better i say all right let's see in the comments i say paul i say paul wrote it better william by far paul Paul should be a coin instead of William Cooper. Oh my mm-hmm. God! They want a Paul coin. I can see a Paul coin. I can make the glasses like come off the edge of the coin, like three D. Oh, actually, that <laughs> would that would be cool. And a little hat. Yeah, great, saying great Paul. coin
3: work by Joe Grow, By the way, that was. Uh, we'll see how they start
0: getting doled out.
2: Oh man, that thing looks cool. I have yes. to say, yeah, I actually, I actually it. saw it. We actually we saw got it to a, see it. We saw yeah. it about
0: three, two three weeks ago. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh,
2: everybody's saying Paul
0: great oh man well alex did you light up your stick i did not yet i'm about to actually i I ain't gonna lie it's pretty enjoyable pretty enjoyable speaking of the stick the stick is from our guests who are on our show today for our meet your maker hold it up there
2: oh i like that that band that's cool
0: yes See, back when you used to have live meetings, Paul, we would give you some cigars, so you'd have some for the show and whatnot. I tried.
2: I tried this week. Don't don't put this on me. I tried. I was I was raring to get out of this house. I'm surrounded by friggin' boxes in this house right now. What,
0: happened? what would happen? Listen, bro. I've never <laughs> met. I've never met anyone in my life. Abe's sprig- assistant told me she did not life. want
2: him to come in. She did not. He did not want me to come in. <laughs>
3: it's not really far from the truth. And then he set the time and and pushed it back anyway.
2: I did. She actually she told me she told me on Thursday just avoid him like the plague talk to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that my friend is a good assistant.
2: No, she is re- I'll tell you what man. That's that's why she's gold because she gets it like Emily did, like how to keep people away from you.
0: Well, I mean, listen man, we've had a rough week, been running back and forth to our warehouse. Then yesterday, our our web guy was out for the day. He wasn't feeling good, and we had the sarsparilla drop. One of our graphics guys, you know, put in his two weeks a while back, so we're a guy short there. Friday wasn't a good day. Oh, geez, yeah. And as a kicker, one of our bartenders quit at midnight.
2: Do you, Abe? Do you find in the in the retail space that it's that it's super hard to find people right now, still, or no? Is that just a a
0: well, what's changed is it's always been hard to find good people. Right. Now now it's just hard to find anybody with a pulse.
2: Okay. So then that's because that's what the builders are telling us that they're, they're hard. The hard part for them with the Listen house me. right now is, gonna is finding you,
0: people. I'm going to tell you, they're not lying at all because I'm going to tell you something. I have a good friend. Wait, yeah, there you go. I, I have was going to say, tell that story. I have a good friend that's been in the workforce uh, industry for over 20 years since I've known him, never called on him for anything. And I literally called him and I said, "Hey Vern, um, I got a thing with the warehouse. And I just need bodies, man. We need got boxes being moved, shelves. It's not, you know, we don't need skilled labor. I don't need carpenters, electric. I, I need just bodies,
2: right? People to move
0: stuff. Yeah." He told me, "Abe, I'm a hundred men a day short on my jobs." Wow. Uh, now he mustered up four, of which two were literally homeless. One wow. showed up with a one showed up with a, literally homeless. There's a van that. Dropped them off and then picked them up at the end of the shift, and What for, for
2: him? He's working. I mean,
0: I mean, one guy actually literally told me I'm homeless. I'm like, wow, you know, um, one guy showed up with a black guy. Um, I mean, it, but there's no but there's nobody out there that wants to work. It's it's mind mind boggling.
2: They they're at the they're in the same point. They're about fifty percent short on their workforce, and what keeps happening is teams are all working together in these houses. One of them gets COVID. And whether or not they're sick or not, they're all out for two or three weeks because it's a big corporate company. So if one person on that team of, let's say, eight guys gets COVID, they all have to quarantine for two weeks.
0: Well, that, So they Paul, lose teams. Paul, that's been everywhere. That's been part of the problems in the post office. It's been part of the problems yeah. where the post office guys and, you know, everybody's been bitching about. Obviously, listen, I mean, the, the, the Postal Service hasn't been the greatest run organization in the history of mankind. It's yeah, been, not exactly it's, known. No, but it's been you know incredibly incredibly harder and worse in the last two years and that's one thing people don't realize because we talk to these people like dude one person gets covid they shut, they shut down that whole section all that whole right. area that whole department can't come into work
3: Yeah, you know? I'll, tell, I'll tell you what's interesting and uh, abe can confirm this probably 95 percent of the people that have come in for interviews or have taken jobs are people that already have jobs yeah they're looking for more work. Rarely do we get somebody who's out of work, been out since COVID, but it's somebody who has a job doesn't maybe have full-time hours and looking to fill in hours. Bartenders,
0: floor guys, everybody. It's people already right. working, looking for more work. Seriously. That's I, that's an interesting thing. He bought, yeah. Alex brought that up. But yeah, it's really most people who have jobs looking for more days. Which makes it
3: tough for us, because now we're trying to pencil in people's schedules around.
0: Right, because they got other stuff going on. Right. Sure. Yep. Going to be Interesting. But that being said, um, I was showing the cigar earlier. We'll find folks from Dole of our Meet Your Maker segment. Why don't we kick that off and then bring the boys on? Damn. We are going to right now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker.
2: Joining us from the hills of the Carolinas, actually, I don't, they're not too far from where Coop is going to be, actually, are uh, Jeff and Chris from Amendola Family Cigars. Uh, to make it easier for everybody, uh, Chris is the guy on the left, Jeff is the guy on
6: the
0: right. <laughs> Welcome I to the show, have, guys. I the hair. Morning, gentlemen.
4: There you go. What's up? <laughs>
0: That's the last oh, accent gentlemen. you thought you'd hear. That's the last accent you thought you'd hear from anybody from North Carolina, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah, uh... yeah, I'm from
4: Durham. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, North Carolina? You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> is it me
3: or Chris freeze up on us already? No, he's froze.
2: Oh yeah, Chris is frozen up. All right, we'll take him down. Chris lives Please in the back.
4: in the woods of South Carolina. The rural, <laughs> the rural part of Very South rural. So, Jeff. Yeah.
0: Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. You started you started your own factory in 2011 from what I understand. Yeah. How how how, did, how does a hip New Yorkster like you end up starting his own factory and then to the boot end up in North Carolina?
4: I know. Yeah. So um, I mean, long story short, I was actually living in Massachusetts at the time. Left New York, was living in uh North Boston. Started getting really getting into cigars more up there. Found a a, a roller actually not too far from where I was living. But um original story how I got to North Carolina, I followed a girl here around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Uh broke up that first year, but I I, I I was all over the place up north working four or five jobs, no direction, dropped out of college. I'm like, I gotta go somewhere else. And I fell in love with North Carolina, I just stayed here, right? And um I was I got hired with the Durham Police Department. So I was I Got into the police academy at the same time I was doing this cigar thing because I was looking for cigar culture like I was used to up in New York, a lot of events, some factories here and there you could find the you know you could find stuff like that down here. there was nothing, so I started doing these pop up events I would find restaurants or bars that would let me um, come set up, and I was just getting cigars to sell at that time, but I had it in my head. You know, I'm like, look, I'm doing this day. I'm creating a little name for myself in this area. I should make my own cigar and really, like, tap into that market. Really, so you,
0: you were doing pop-up events, meaning you were just showing up at a third-party location and selling yeah.
4: cigars? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I would just, yeah, I, I would tell my people, look, we got the patio at this bar. I got some cigars, support but, the bar. But, but you, were selling,
0: you were selling other people's cigars, regular would, brands.
4: Well, no, I was selling cigars from a factory in the Bronx, New York. Okay, so you were calling the guys in the Bronx, they were sending you cigars. Yeah, you calling, na- okay. n- naked, naked cigar. I was like, okay. I was just started to get into designing and blending a little bit. And um, yeah, doing it like that. But then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I should make my own and really kind of capture that market. So I went to uh, Ybor City, Tampa. I don't him, just went down there to kind of see what I heard about Ibor and there were factories there. And I met a Odoma Matos. I don't know if you guys know her. La Farona Cigars. She's a family in there. They roll cigars right in the shop. Cuban family. And um, I went in there and asked, I said, you know, I have this idea that I I think I can make cigars and I want to make my own brand. And uh, she said, pick two weeks and come back and we'll teach you everything you need to know. And I did that. And all week the whole week i was blending prepping tobacco and i picked it up real quick and um i started making some connections with tobacco and tools uh martinez cigars in new york helped me out a lot with uh, molds no one wanted to give me no one wanted to sell me anything like i couldn't get molds anywhere unless i bought like 100 of them or the chavetas and cutters right and, right you know, it was like no you know it was really hard at that time uh, but I figured it out. A lot of people helped me. thank God that were looking out for me and yeah, I brought that back to Durham and I started a little factory underneath the coffee shop. I moved a guy from the Dominican Republic to help me because, you know i'm learning i don't I'm not uh, some master roller uh, but i 'm you know capable of making cigars and he really taught me how to blend and he worked with me for two years and then from there, it just grew into a brand. Uh, event business grew, some wholesale started picking up, started moving into other factories in Central South America. I meet Chris Monaco, he comes on board, and uh here we are. So so in this interim,
0: did you do any retail?
4: Oh, yeah, 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 I actually did, yeah. So the factory ended up turning into, a, the factory we had turned into a little shop and lounge where we were only selling cigars we made in-house, which was kind okay. of cool, kind of old school, you know. Uh, but yeah, we we were making cigars and selling them there. Had a little lounge. I did that until about 2018. I I got out of the retail business. That's when I I was going into more wholesale and distribution stuff.
3: I'm I'm curious. So you go to Ybor City on a whim, right? Yeah. And, and this is interesting because I have to believe that in Ybor City, probably a hundred people a day walk into a shop and say, i want to make my own cigars. I know.
5: Seriously,
3: <laughs> Seriously, what do you think it is that made these people actually say, hey, let's, you know, this guy's serious. Let's, you know, invest some time in this guy. It's
4: called Guinea charm. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, I, I think a lot of it's relationship, right? Um, when, when you meet people for the first time, I know for me, I'm very intuitive. Uh, I could kind of tell if we're going to be like, people or not, like if we're going to be connected. And I think when I walked in there, it was like instant family. I'm sure they get it a lot, but I just felt like that relationship started. We sat down, we had coffee and smoked cigars, and we just hit it off like we were family. And it wasn't even about business or anything. Part of it was uh, Odama, she just had, she loved making cigars so much and loved the culture. Um, She kind of, I think she saw that same in me, that I was, really love this thing and just i was just soaking up all the info it just kind of happened you know I, nothing was forced put it that way i right. i i think things honestly happen for a reason and you meet the right people at the and right it just time. at the right time and it just it just works you know now i have yeah. to ask i don't know if you could see this i can never yeah. figure out
0: how to work the camera but wait, there there it is by That's the way this, beautiful this is a perfectly cut cap by the way because i always make a joke about people who um who cut like three dollars? I, I joke. I'm like, man, you just cut three twenty five off your cigar. Yeah. What's the uh-huh. matter with you? <laughs> but this is a perfectly cooked. This this tail here. Now, yeah. is this a signature of yours, or is that something Odelma taught you? Because this that's, is an interesting
4: tail. That's what Odelma taught me. So when I was making cigars first, all the cigars I did were tails. I I had one. Uh, it was always a Habano. I did with a pigtail. And I I when Chris and I were you know started to do rebrand and re-blend i'm like we got to have one with the pigtail. got to keep it you know traditional and old school so yeah i i think it's beautiful i i I just i love the craft of it i love looking at it i think it's great so you brought up chris
0: you know you met chris and then how did you and chris meet and how did he get involved with the business
4: uh chris and i met through a mutual friend actually Was that in North Carolina? Was that in North Carolina? Yeah. So now you got two guys in North
0: Carolina. So the population just went up to two. It doubled. Yeah, it
4: doubled. Just like that. (laughs) There's
0: actually, you know, I spent a lot of time (laughs) in Chapel Hill, the Triangle area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm right around the corner. I spent a lot of time there, actually. There's actually, oddly enough, a lot of New Yorkers there for some reason, more than you would ever imagine. There's There's a a, lot. It's It's not odd. It's
2: not odd. There's been a huge influx of New Yorkers
0: moving there in the last five five to six years. Paul, I was there like 10, 15 years ago, maybe even more.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ones ones that didn't go to Florida went to North Carolina.
0: That's exactly what (laughs) it is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. One one of my
0: dear friends was. That's because you still. Um, Sorry, Chris? That's because you still get the seasons. That's because you still get the seasons,
6: yeah. Not everybody wants to move down and sweat their balls off. So you could come here and you still get four seasons. Like, like the summer's a little longer. The spring comes a little sooner, but you still get winter. And you know, it, it, but you don't get pounded by snow, so you're not dealing with that bullshit either. From from the you know like up in New York. So I think it's you still get that feel of four seasons here. Whereas if you go so, down to Florida, like it's it's you sweat your ass You know, off all you know, Cary.
4: You know the town of Cary, <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. They call it spelled C A R Y Central Area for Relocated Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, good. i never heard that one. Oh yeah, I go down there sometimes. And I'm just sit, I'll sit in the coffee shop or go out to eat, and everyone's from New York or Jersey or wherever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's
0: funny. <laughs> my dear friend who was from Brooklyn, um, who wanted me to start smoking with him, I actually yeah. met while he was in North Carolina um, in nineteen. 19-
4: Ninety five. Um, in the pizza business
0: now? Yeah. No, no, oh. no, no. He ac- he actually lived in North Carolina. Ended up, we met in North Carolina. He lived there for about three years, and then he came to Florida first. Um But yeah, there's just always been, and I guess that's the reason why. What Chris said is, guys want to go somewhere warm where it's not freezing anymore, yeah. but, still have, but still have seasons. That's yep. probably what it is. So you you two got introduced by a mutual friend.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing an event, this guy, I was doing an event at a country club in Charlotte area. And uh, our boy Yanni was like, hey, uh, you got to meet my friend Chris Monaco. You guys are from the same area in New York, both Italian, you know, same swag, same upbringing. He's like, you guys have been hitting off. He's got a little man cave, Uh, you know, maybe we can go smoke cigars out there after the show. And I was like, yeah, it'd be great, man. I mean, if he wants to have us over, it's going to be 9, 10 o'clock at night. But we'd love to meet him. And I'm, you know, uh, we're going to smoke cigars and drink bourbon. So cool. And uh, we went over there and uh, met Chris. We hung out until about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Hit it off. We're like instant family. You know, We know, ironically, we know the same circles up in New York. Uh, you, know, you know, same pizzerias. We go, you know, so it, was, it felt like home right away. But Chris was talking about how we want to get in the business and, um, you know, love the brand's ideas. I was just starting to get into more of the Italian uh, marketing aspect, uh, which he helped really push that forward. Um, but it's kind of one of those things, you know, I, like you said, I heard it a lot all the time. Everyone wants to get in the business, right? You meet somebody, they want to get in the business. And I was like, look, you know, Chris Christine's genuine. Let's just. Hang out and let's see what happens. Gave him a box of cigars, and uh, he started. He put those out on the street, started sending them out, and was like buying cigars actually and giving them away. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Spending his own money, and uh, eventually I have, I have, it, it took off. Like a method was, to my madness. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then it got to a point where he's all of a sudden getting these big wholesale accounts for us. Right, we just started to kind of rebrand and st- st- take things up a notch and Instantly got deals with Atlantic, Jr. Uh, a couple other ones doing some stuff with some cigar of the month club, Gravato. and that, that's when we we're like, let's uh, let's just uh, partner up, you know? Let's let's you know, let's do this full on, take it to the next level. We we go in, we're partners, and let's see what we can do. So what year what, then, year? what year did that happen? What year was that, Chris? 2019,
6: 2009, early 2019.
4: So yeah, we're going on like
6: three, three, three years now.
0: Two so years yeah, to. So 2019. and 2019. And Chris, what were you doing at the time or before you got involved?
6: I was just working, man. I mean, I I, I was an elevator mechanic uh, in New York City for 15 years. I worked in New York City Transit. Uh, and I was working down on House the Street uh, near Mulberry and then uptown uh, Washington Heights, uh, Dykeman Avenue, uh, at, you know, working nights. Uh, then I ended up moving down here, uh, doing the same thing, doing elevators. Um, it's been a good career for me, but I've always been into cigars. I've been I got into cigars about ten years ago when I got out of band. So, um, you know, kind of once I got out of, out of out of that whole band scene and lifestyle, you know, I ended up settling down. I got married. I have a daughter. Um, you know, I kind of need something to to. I, I'm the type of person I always need to be involved in something, doing something, um, and uh, you know. I was like starting to go crazy because I have music anymore. I didn't. I, I didn't have an an outlet. So at the time, you know, my wife actually was like, you know, why don't you go up to the cigar lounge? You know, all the guys over there. Uh, I'm I'm really cool with the Um They're family friends, you know, from from years back. Uh, they actually rented my nona and nono and stuff like that uh, in the same area. So I ended up I ended up going up to a lounge that they own. Uh, Atlantic actually owns is uh, Cigar Republics over in New York. And uh, I just, I instantly fell in love with, with the culture, the industry. Uh, I loved how, you know, this was like the greatest equalizer. You know, I was sitting there with, you know, people who probably never talk to me. I'm a blue collar guy. Some of these guys are doctors, lawyers, judges, detectives. Um, And, you know, it I just loved how it just kind of brought everybody together. And uh, I met a lot of, a lot of, I got a, I I was able to cultivate a lot of relationships off of that. And, and um, you know, I just fell in love with it. So when I came down here I always looking to get in but I, I I knew it had to be the right thing. Um, it couldn't just be for like I, I didn't I didn't want to do it by myself. I did wanna have a partner. I know Jeff was looking for a partner. He needed you know, he was so busy with doing the events and dealing with the tobacco and the blending and you know, doing that. He needed somebody really to help take it to the next level on the retail side and on the wholesale side and the back end the business side. And that's where I kinda stepped in and uh you know, kind of try to take that role, you know, between design boxes and marketing and stuff like that, uh, sales. Um, so you know, I basically just said, Hey, listen, man, this is working. And like he said in the beginning, you know, I was just like, listen, give me cigars. I, I didn't think I was going to get into the business. I was like, just give me a cigar, bro. You know, I believe in you. I believe in your brand. Oh, you know, I have a couple in a couple places. Let me see what I could do. Um, so once we started building the accounts and it really started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and he felt that, you know, he needed me and I felt that I needed him and we kind of needed each other and, and, and it just fit, puzzle piece. Uh, we ended up, we just ended up rocking out, Say, let's do it, bro, let's go in, you know, park up and, and let's just try to rock it, you know, knock it out the park and, and, and
4: here we are. <laughs> so. And that's what we're aspiring to do. Do you guys, you, guys, you guys still have your own factory? No, so, no. no. I stopped the factory here um, around 2017, 2018. Just expense-wise, uh, my main roller left. And uh, we were growing so much with the production, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, it just didn't make sense to do it here. So that's when we started shopping around and talking on the factories. And, and which factories did you end up working with? Originally, uh, yeah. Before I met Chris, I was first working out of a factory in Dominican Republic, um, which I don't really want to get into that. Okay, uh, but then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, that's, a whole, just, um, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. story. Yeah, because I'll kill somebody. Anyway, um, then we started working <laughs> in Honduras with Gabby Caffey. Around two thousand eighteen
6: ish. Yeah, and then and, when uh, we and then when we met basic when we met then then we you know, we listen when when I met Jeff, he was ooh, doing man. well, but so he also agreed there there need to be a lot of changes uh that we yeah. need to make and that's why we ended up switching factories as far like now I mean, we diversified um a lot i mean we're using you know what you're smoking over there abe that's coming out of uh, we got two blends coming uh through eric out of aj's and now we got I another mean, the these coming out of Zona. so we actually using three different factories in my opinion some of the, you know three of the factories in Nicaragua, and we did that on purpose because we want to diversify we want to give it a little different flavor from from everything you know um, and, and also on a business side of things you know when we talked Part of the reason, you know, why why we changed things up was the supply chain and, and having that issue. And, you know, we decided we didn't want to have all our eggs in one basket. If something goes wrong, you're screwed. Everything's yeah, there. You, if that one thing goes wrong, you're done. You know? So we, I was like, listen, why don't we go here, here, and here? So if this happens over here, we're going to still have supply over here. And Jeff was like, bro, let's, that's a good idea. Let's do that and and we just that's 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 the direction we've been going and it's been kind of working out for us and to be honest i think it's good i know we're not only brand that does that but um you know in my opinion you know every listen every factory is different the fermentation process the way they get you know from fermentated tobacco treated you know you could have a san andreas from here and a san andreas from here and it's going to taste a little different you know the the profile will be the same but you know those little nuances are going to be different so you know, I think it it adds, you know, that adds us doing that adds a little bit different flair to the consumer. Where it's like, listen, if, if you don't like this, they try this. Either out of totally different factories, you know. Um,
4: yeah, we did so, all that. I we mean, it's been working for us. Well. We did all the that change in COVID during during COVID, like the beginning of COVID, <laughs> right when it happened. That's when we started switching factories and everything and setting everything up. Was crazy, but good at the same time. <laughs> What what are some of the biggest hurdles you
0: guys have faced? I mean, because you're still relatively very new. So, I mean, what, what what are
4: hurdles you are facing that you didn't see coming? Um, there's two for me. I, I, I think the biggest one is um, scaling up, um, you know, because we were comfortable producing X amount of cigars, but then it became more popular and all of a sudden we have to double triple quadruple productions that that's a hurdle a good hurdle but it's like whoa how you know if we want to grow this business we we have to make more cigars you know and uh figure that out uh the other thing the biggest hurdle i've seen from the beginning as a young company uh was just get like getting retailers to give us a shot um there's sometimes this connotation about new or brands that are labeled boutique that um, they're not going to last or they're going to have production issues or this and that or shelf space. Why give it to us when we could give it to someone else that's very already established and popular. Um, I think, that I type think, of stuff. I think shelf space is always the biggest problem. Always. And really, it's not even for young brands. For It's for all brands. Brand. brands.
0: There's so... So many more brands today and companies today than when I got into the business 25 years ago. You listen, you know, when I got into business 25 years ago, there was boutique brands. It was like three, four, (laughs) five. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, today there's triple the amount of boutique brands and there are major manufacturers. So, yeah, um, it's just a fight of shelf space. I deal with it every week. I deal with it every week, every month. Is typically one of the reasons why I don't like to go to a show, because I get bombarded by literally hundreds of companies that you know, you just get fatigued in telling people I, I can't bring your brand in. I mean, just, there's literally nowhere to put it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, having We're-
4: said that, thank you for uh, bringing them and that's the other uh, very honest.
6: Yeah, <laughs> 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 and, I'm getting, and 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 hey, Abe, that's that's the uh, another reason why, um, you know, we have a certain business model where we build the size and, like, we make that one size and that's it, and, and we do that for two reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is we don't want to overwhelm the customer. You don't want to walk in, listen, they don't know who, who this brand is, and you got, you know, one blend in 10 different sizes and they're trying to figure out what's the best, which one tastes the best, you know, and then we also do that for the retailer, too, for guys like you, because, you know, we know, and I understand that, you know, like you said, there's a lot of brands out there that are looking to get, you know you know, to, to get in, in and on your shelves. Um, and it, I, we think it's a lot easier to say, listen, we got three blends of our core line, and they're all in one size. We're not gonna take up, you know, we're not asking for all this space. We're asking for a couple, you know, for a couple boxes, you know? Um, we think it's easier to, to for people to give us the opportunity uh to kind of get the door via that way. Instead of saying one listen, size, you know, we got one three blend. four yeah and then we're we're getting we're asking for you know spots for 15, 20 boxes, you know, uh shelf space. So I think it's a little easier. Uh it's very straightforward. We make, you know, three core line blend, it's all the same size. And uh, you know, then we have our, our, our chow and then we have our cannolis. And and that's it. And then we make a dessert cigar t- um, but we have nice news, you know, and I'm sure that will build up over time because obviously, especially with this way this industry is moving, everybody's asking what's new. You can put something out yesterday and by tomorrow they're already asking you what's new, what's new. So, uh, you know, so I know that will change. We will be adding SKUs eventually down the line. But right now, uh, you know, we, we we do that for a reason, like I said, with the sizing where it's easier on the retailer and it's easier on the customer.
0: You know, you want something, it's 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 pretty straightforward. So I, I do. I do have to say that, um, you know, we've one of the benefits of us finally after 25 years of, op- well, I mean, at least 15 years of being on e-commerce, opening up a warehouse is we've opened ourselves to the room of bringing in lots of new lines. Um, and not some new companies and new brands that we just haven't had room for, because we've been doing all our <laughs> e-commerce business, basically pulling from our humidors or our various retail locations. So we didn't have linear footage in our retail stores. We couldn't sell it online. So, and one of the interesting things, cause you know, Alex and I know I've kind of been at the warehouse last two weeks, mostly during the day and working on getting that ready. And Alex has kind of been working on the website of it, getting the stuff all up and ready on the web. Um, I'm telling you, I'm getting these, the, you know, you want to talk about how s- simple you guys have it. I'm getting these invoices from these companies the brands we've never had before. I could barely understand what's on the invoice. And then I could barely understand what the reasoning is on their packaging. It's like, it, we literally, we're all looking at each other like, so, so let me get this straight. You made a churchill size cigar, but it's a vent only. And you don't put it in a box. Why did you send me this? <laughs> I mean, this is the conversation I'm having yesterday. I mean Literally. How do you make a Churchill that's an event only cigar? I mean, and it it's been a way more complicated process. You, your guys' stuff was easy. I mean, it was Not like, good. okay, it's simple. We'll take some of this, some of this, some well, of thank that. Thank you. That's Work how we no. try to do it. That's man. and that's what it we want. It doesn't
4: have to be complicated. That's how we want it. It doesn't have to be complicated no. at all.
0: So <laughs> Erica, know. I mean look, it, it, it's 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 a tough call because, you know, we cater as our audience gets bigger, which has been our problem in the last two years. um, It's a lot easier when you're catering to a local market, small group, because you talk to them every day. You know what they like, Mm -hmm. you know what they don't like. And, And it's hard when you have that one person who brings you in this obscure brand you've never heard before. They found it a little factory on some alley somewhere in some small city. This is the best cigar you need. You have to tell them, I mean, it could be a great cigar, but no one's going to buy it here. No one's asking for it, you know. Right. Um, at the end of the day, um, it's our base. And we're very active on social media. and We see what people are talking about. I mean, one of the things are is, look, we have a lot of loyal patrons, loyal customers, and they buy often from us and often enough. And then we see them post cigars of something we don't sell. So that, that's a sign right there. Like, okay, well, our, the people who buy from us regularly want this cigar, and right. you know, we don't have it. So, but yeah. there's a there's a lot of things we take into consideration. How many requests we get? Because if we bought in every brand that one person or five people came in and told us about, um, oh, we would damn. need a, a twenty thousand yes. square foot store. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just you just can't do that in our level. I mean, and, and listen, listen. At
6: the end of the day, you know. It's, it's, you know, from your standpoint, you know, I have a little delay. Sorry, I mean, to no no it's okay. um,
0: you know,
6: at the end of the day, it's, it's about movement. It's about movement. We understand you guys as retailers. It's about movement. I mean, listen, you could love the brand. You can love the product, but if people aren't asked for it and it's not moving off your shelves at the end of the day, this is a business and you know, you don't do this for free. So, you know, we get it. And, uh, you know, that's why on our end we try to you know take, like Jeff said, it doesn't have to be complicated, it's very easy. You know, we try to make it simple, simple, you know, and direct. These are the sizes. This is what it is. We don't know. We're not doing all this crazy
4: stuff. (laughs) We don't want to give retailers a reason to say no. You know. Exactly. You know what?
0: So, I, I, I'm telling you, Jeff, that's the truth, because you sometimes just looking at somebody's order form is enough reason to say no. It, yeah, you're like, you know, because, too much. because if idea. I'm looking at this and I can't understand anything of your product, how is the consumers going to understand anything of yeah, your product? It becomes complicated. And, and you'd be shocked how often that's more of a reality than not. And look, and at the end of the day, look, it's not even about whether the cigar is good. See, there, There's two types of retailers and how they run their business. There are people who run their businesses as if they're the consumer. I don't like that cigar. I'm not bringing it in. But, you know, the, I, I can't tell you how many times we have a new company that'll come in and want to hand me their cigars. And I put it down and they're like, well, don't you want to smoke it? I said, no. Not right now. You know, because they think because they think that that's the barometer. And, 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 it's, yes. and, it's, and it's funny because they come in and some of these guys, man, you feel for them. That, you know, they're like picasso you know I, I just made this work of art and you know they think that that's what it takes like i just made i put my heart and soul into the cigar but at the end of the day no. that doesn't dictate or translate to the end consumer so we've always ran our mm-hmm. company based on what our consumers want whether it, that's I mean, listen to me whether it's the bar whether it's the cigars whether it's what's on the tv i've come out there and, and like you know like i have to tell my staff sometimes you know, the TVs aren't for you. You know, it's not what you want to watch on the TV. But <laughs> what the people who are sitting down want to watch on, you know? and It's, yeah. it's funny, but, you know. Yeah, always, music, even
4: background music.
0: Like, everything. Uh, we've we've yeah. always run our business because at the end of the day, I try to teach my staff. The store, while you think is ours, it's not ours. It's mm-hmm. really theirs. Because if there's no they, there's no us. Right. Right? So it's really their shop. You know, it's their shop at the end of the day. So that, that, well and that, Abe, it also it's also like speaking
6: a little bit about how you're saying about the invoicing, that was a big thing, you know, Jeff I think would agree. Uh that was a big thing for us too, streamlining our businesses, you know, hooking up with with Ujone for our distribution. Um that 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 was that was major for us. Because, you know, before that, we were kind of doing invoicing on our own. We were getting hit with fees, you know, through PayPal's, you know, mer- you, know you know, you know, merchant accounts, you know, all that nonsense, you know. And a lot we, of wasted uh, money. We able to kind of, yeah, yeah, man, and, and and once once we, you know, we got the call from Illusionate that they were interested in doing, you know, distribution for us. I mean, me and Jeff looked at each other and we we're like, man, this is going to be a game changer for the backside of our business. Like, I do a lot of that. Streamline, so, you know, streamline. It, yeah, it, it totally streamlined the back end of the business, you know, where we needed where the invoices were getting out on time, they were getting correctly. We didn't have to worry about, you know, fuck-ups on orders and boxes not getting shipped, you know. It, so it, that, you know, shout-out to all the guys at Illusion, You know, thank you, Dion, you know, obviously, you know, we saw you there at PCA Um and all those guys for all that they do. Brian Mettola, uh Howard. You know um that that was a that was a big big Break for cross and streamline cool. our business so
0: so uh, sometimes that was a sometimes, big sometimes the new guys try so hard that they end up making really weird decisions I don't understand I'm not going to mention names but we received a brand new company they took all their boxes and they put them in big plastic bags <laughs> wait, 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 and then they threw like a big Boveda pack in the plastic bags, which is like in 25 years, I've never seen it. Okay, you don't need to put a Boveda bag (laughs) in the boxes. And what happened with two of these bags, because these boxes are heavy and they're moving around, they're being thrown around by UPS, the Boveda bag crushed and all these cigars were soaked. Oh, And the hinges were soaked. And I I said to them, I I called them up and said, guys, you just ruined 12 boxes of cigars. I never heard of that. Why, nobody's ever done it. (laughs) You know, they're trying so hard to be different and special. Like, dude, this is so unnecessary. It's not needed, and all you're doing is causing problems. Because I'm shocked every bag didn't cross. There was only only two bags. Probably, you know, the ones nearest the center. that got the most weight on them. But, yeah, I mean, it's just sometimes they work so hard to try to be different or special. And it was funny because I sent Alex a picture of this, right? So this is... (laughs) This is the stack of our warehouse invoices that I've checked in. We still got a lot. We haven't checked in yet. Yeah. So, so that's Alex, my
3: stack. That's wait, my a- stack. Alex,
0: Alex has to enter the stack, but this bottom portion right here, let me see if I can get yeah, this bottom stack right here. These are all the fuck-ups. <laughs> these are all the invoices. Versus- <laughs> errors or see, mistakes. Or- I'm so I'm entering them and filling the warehouse. Alex is updating the website and getting ready. And these are also the ones that I, I've marked. That Alex is going to have to talk to me because when he reads their invoices, he won't have a clue oh, yeah. of what anything is. It's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's literally on my wow. desk right next to me.
3: Yeah. And Here's this the is- thing. Here's the thing. Those That's not just little guys in that stack. No. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> guys are, you know, it's not just new guys that don't know what they're doing. It's big guys that yeah. some of those invoices
0: just don't make sense. Yeah. And then this yeah. is the stack of stuff that hasn't even come in yet.
4: Right. So... Well, I I feel real. I feel real blessed. Honestly, uh, the people that have come into our life and into our business that we've partnered up with—it's really. uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm just very thankful that we were able to align with certain people that really helped out a lot. I mean, me and.
6: We say it all the time, me and Jeff, like we look at each other and we're like, bro, look where we were when we first met three years ago. We you
4: know, didn't really have any
6: online accounts, any wholesale really accounts other than maybe locally, you know. And then once we met up, man, and, and you know, it was like a powerhouse. We just kept going and going. And in three years, I mean, you know, it's like we changed the look. We rebranded everything. You know, we went through COVID and doing this all through COVID. You know, we, we, we partnered up with, with some of the best factories in Nicaragua. We got distribution uh, through Illusione. I mean, the matter, and I look at Jeff, you know, and we talk all the time. I'm like, man, what do we did in three years? You know, like, let's just stay on the grind. Keep our foot on the gas. No plan B. There is no plan B. There is no option. There is no quitting. This is what we're going to do. This is what we love to do. We're going nowhere. If we have some hiccups, we're going to deal with it accordingly. And, and just keep it moving, and um, Can't stop. you know I'm just yeah I'm just you know I'm just, you know, I, I'm just really uh, I feel and I know Jeff feels the same way we're really blessed, and uh, we're just in, almost in awe that we've and we have a long way to go. don't get me wrong, we got a long way to go, long long way to yeah. go. but to start off in three years in the first three years to be where we're at, you know for us, we take a lot of pride in it, you know and uh, and, we, and we did this on our own. You know, we nobody does anything. Nobody's funded us. Yeah, we're self funded. We're not in anybody's fucking back pocket telling us what we got to do or not do. We make our own decisions, you know, and it's harder that way because we've had opportunities where people, you know, maybe invest in our brand and, you know, help financially get a bigger production. I mean, you know, that's the biggest challenge you were talking about before. Like one of the biggest challenges, especially now that we're growing, is the inventory. Yeah. So I it would be a problem. To, yeah, selling out. But selling out sometimes causes us more headaches because the retailers give us an opportunity to get in the store. And then once we get in the store, you know, if it's sells out and we don't have any inventory left because it's sold out and we're only doing smaller productions because we're a smaller company and we're self-funded, then the retailer gets pissed off like, hey, we love your cigars, but we can't wait three months for you to get more, you know? So that, for us, you know, is an issue that we have really, in the last six months, been trying to tackle with, how fast it's growing that we got to, you know, double production, triple production, quadruple production, yeah. you know, just to kind of keep up with our retailers and, you know, and, you know, and not piss them off because they've given us an opportunity to get in the door. So uh, I think we have a long way to go. I think we're, we're starting off on the right track. Um, and like I said, we don't have plan B. This is what it is. And this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, we're not going nowhere. So get used to it, <laughs> everybody. I mean, so,
3: sc- scaling up is a good problem yeah. to have, but it can also kill you.
4: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying See? to find that, that yep. balance, right. and it's, we're it's able so, to do it. We're still doing it, but,
0: you know. It's always a treacherous time. Well, listen, guys, we got to take a short break. It's the top of the hour. We'll have yep. more after the show. We're going to talk a little bit more about their line of cigars, also our featured segment from Avo Cigars as the record spin, and the scoop with Coop. And we also got Tail of the Tape. Got a big loaded hour number two coming up. Don't go anywhere. Keep it lit.
3: The H. Upman 1844 Classic is a medium-bodied cigar with wonderful
1: flavor notes of toasted almonds, cocoa, coffee, and just a hint of spice. Featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, you get wonderful aroma notes of sweet coffee and chocolate. Available in a Corona, Robusto, Toro, and Churchill, this is a great time to experience the nuances of nature with the H. Upman 1844 Classic, a shade above others.
0: Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
5: Oh! It's just
2: you. Who doesn't love a uh, a shower sip of a good glass of wine? And our friends over at kmawines.com, they have some great wines from Bonner Private Wines. Like this, Chinal from... Wiring that's up 8,950 feet in the air, one of the third largest vineyards in the entire world. You know, we work so hard. You gotta relax, you gotta enjoy the finer things in life a great cigar, a really, really great wine to pair it with, and that's exactly what I'm doing here. So check out KMAwines.com. You get a discount because we know each other. We're buds, we're pals. You get a discount on shipping, you get a discount on products. KMAwines.com and Tell him the pollen Abe sent you. Uh, I'm gonna be late back to the show while I finish this and finish the shower. So, see you,
5: kmwings.com.
0: Yes. I I don't is he muted? I don't He's know. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pathetic.
2: I don't know. <laughs> i I'm, I'm waiting for
0: it. I don't know. If you're not going to use the brand new $300, $400 mic we bought you, just give yeah, it back. Yeah, can all. we have
3: it back? I mean, I can find We it. can put
0: it to good use instead of just sitting I mean, on your shelf. I, uh, because, you, because you can't make a 30-minute spot once every two or three weeks. 30 seconds. Just to yeah, fill you guys seconds.
3: in, we, 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 give, we give Paul all the all – the, I mean, he has – the world is his oyster as far as his needs for making commercials. And why? We just the keep, we just the keep world getting, is his oyster. Why? We Who just keep getting the same reruns of you – know, This reruns. guy
0: can't dedicate – 10 minutes. First off, let me just tell you guys, he's a Broadway guy. Yeah, right? oh, my, my career is off, on Broadway. Off Broadway, off uh, Broadway. off Broadway, on Broadway, around Broadway, really, who cares?
4: <laughs> but,
0: you know, <laughs> I told you when I did shows, when I did these plays, when I did this crap, I miss those days. Those are great days, blah, blah, blah. I was almost the next Oxy guy, blah, 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 blah. All this crap. I, that's a here. true story. Forever. So, Paul brings us this sponsor of a wine company he likes. And I'm like, Paul, it was the worst ad ever. He would just sit there and read it. I'm like, Paul, why don't you take, because I love when I can take aspects of something I used to do early in my life. Like I, I had my own graphics company. So when we started our website, I handled all the graphics. We didn't have a graphic guy for, man, maybe the first four or five years. And even now, you can ask Alex. I will sit back there. I'll tell this guy, no, tweak this, do this. Because that's still part of something I used to do that I like to tap into. So I'm right. Paul's going to love this. He's going to tap into. He's got to do a 30-second commercial, man. Make a cool skit. We gave him a budget for costumes, props. Bought him a $400 <laughs> mic because he sounded like shit. And he he, he gives us one commercial every four months.
4: And What's he's in the I've shower done? with a shower cap on.
0: In my defense, I've done
4: like cap.
2: eight commercials now,
4: There's
0: bro. Nothing. Listen to me. You have you have at most five different commercials. No, I
2: at least have six,
0: but I don't have <laughs> them I'm anymore because I lost most, lost a bunch of them. At most, you have five, and we started this like eight nine months ago. <laughs> L- listen, you're not even averaging once a month. It's literally the most <laughs> pathetic thing I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> I mean, Paul. Listen.
0: It would probably Step be up too. the
3: game, Paulie. As much time same, to, man. to make a new commercial a as it does for me to change my green screen background every week. It probably takes the same. <laughs> no, it's
2: so not true. I gotta get. And my you're overdoing. It. It. You're overthinking
3: work. the
0: whole. You're overthinking it.
2: I gotta get my wife to do the camera work. I got. It's it's a whole thing. Don't
0: blame your wife. So. I'll know your wife. I will call her right now. It's a whole <laughs> Don't blame your wife. <laughs> I will call Stephanie. <laughs> I will put her on speakerphone right now. Please don't. Yeah, exactly. she won't be. She she won't be happy that you're calling her. Oh, don't lie. She likes hearing from me.
2: We. Talk no, about I'm the sure theory. she does. But right now, she gets she gets pissed off because you know Saturdays. are, You know, I really only have off one full day a week. And what, Saturdays are, are difficult for her, I Paul's guess. What Paul's
0: afraid of is when we bring up his KMA shortcomings, that she'll just start diving in into all, all
4: his personal shortcomings. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's, 100% what, that's, why that's
1: why I won't let you, you in my of. house.
4: It can only take so of. much at one time. You know, I'm
2: debating. We're going to do a whole housewarming party when we finally move into the new house. I, don't, I think I might just invite Brandy and the kids and be like,
0: listen, Abe doesn't want to come anyway. Don't let him come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow I'm not hurt by that. <laughs> yeah, you would. You want to stay home anyway. Well, that being said, uh, Jeff and uh, Chris, we have a special segment called As the Record Spins, sponsored by Avo Cigars, where our good friend Eddie Guerra poses a very specific question just for you two guys right now. Right, gentlemen just so you know we do not make up these questions they're provided to us by eddie Guerra. so don't hold anything against us God, but here's a very interesting
4: question we actually <laughs>
0: talked about oh, boy. now now alex spit out probably the only correct answer to this question yes so
4: there's a right or wrong answer
0: no there's uh, not but but it's the only one that makes sense let's put, let's put it that way so let's let's see how you guys fare i'm, I'm gonna start at, by asking jeff which gives you a little advantage chris because you got a little more time to think about it but yeah, okay. here, here's the question if you could see into the future for only one day, which day would it be and why? <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction when I read it. <laughs> what? Ma, what? How you, exactly, if I could see in I, the future. I hold nice. on, don't say anything, Alex, because we'll see if they think of it on their own. Because I didn't think of it, but I, Alex had like the only logical
4: answer you could say to this question. Wait, wait, wait. If I could see into the future one day. Yeah, you but you could only pick one day.
0: Pick any one day you could pick in the future that you'd want to, to go see. go take it. a look and see into the future. Yeah, well, which day would it be and why? <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, have you thought I, of anything? Day- uh, I mean, I know this is, is
6: kind of morbid, but I probably want to <laughs> see the last day of my life to see where, where I ended up, see where my kid ended up, see... If you know i've turned out as successful as i want to be uh who's still around uh i don't know, you know
0: i feel, I feel I that i feel that i feel the that day that I, mean, I die that's the
6: day, I die. day that i die kevin kevin just said it you know, my don't dude use kevin kevin, Shane. Boy, don't,
0: don't use <laughs> kevin Shane as a barometer that's <laughs> thing no, but that's what here. i was thinking yeah but
6: <laughs> you know I, what the problem I, I would definitely the day that i die the, the last day i'm on the earth see you know where, what the I, where problem, I ended up
0: you know what the problem with that chris is is that if you found that the last day what? of your life, you find yourself homeless in a gutter, then you spend the rest, <laughs> of, your, well, you spend the rest of your life saying, what mistake did I make? Yeah. What was that <laughs> one decision that led me to the gutter? Because you don't know. Well, that's actually a more philosophical, uh, philosophical right, question. A- like, would you
2: want to know how you would die? No. You know, or where you would die or when you would die. Absolutely not. In a, like, I don't want to know what the last day of my life is like because then the rest, now I got to go back to the present day and, and live the rest of my life knowing where I'm going to die, when I'm going to die, like how I die, I die. I could never live with that pressure.
4: I don't know if I want to see the future of, yeah. uh, I don't know if I want to see that. It's kind of scary.
0: Okay,
4: Honestly. that's a listen, fair. That's a fair listen, answer. I ain't gonna lie; he's
0: right, man. I, I, I'm not too thrilled about what lies ahead in the future these days. It could be great,
4: could be great, but it could be really fucking scary. And you're, you're right, <laughs> especially yeah. the way we're going. So. Well, Chad, Chad, Ted, you could change it. You could only
0: change it, Chad, if you know what led to it. That's uh, you don't thing. know which decision ended up putting you there, so it's hard to say you could change it. You'll be a, you'll be in fear of it every day in your life. I'm trying right. to see if anybody's listed what Alex said, and Alex yeah, did, Alan Rubin yes, kind of did. did. Yeah. Alan Rubin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to see it tomorrow for the Powerball number. Yeah, that's it. That's as far as I well, need to else go. What can you do? <laughs> that's Al- it. Al- Alex so- already. Right. He's like, he's like, yeah. I want, Sar- I want to go into Saturday so I know what the Powerball number is. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, I was thinking oh, that too. Like, where can I make a lot of money? That's kind of it. Kind <laughs> yeah. of it. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, that's kind of it. So there, there's, there's a true street hustler from Philly. Yeah. Right there. The mind of a Philly street hustler, right there. <laughs> Drinking his topo. His Topo no, no Chico. Topo. Listen, we should, Paul, do your job. We should be getting some kind of, uh, some Dude, we, Alex, should. We, we should. We should. Get kind of promotional sponsorship. I mean, money. it's
3: become the official drink of Smoking Socialites. Who, uh, what, who, what, is what, is what is it? What is it? Topo Chico. Topo Chico. It's, it's, it's a, up, Pellegrino. Is, uh, it's not, I, it, I don't have, I did, have a pan today. Uh, but it's did, a sparkling mineral water from. From Texas, actually, I have to give credit where credits due. Um, Master Sensei, Master Sensei, and Randy well. Griggs put me on it, but it's like the best. I mean, really, you wouldn't. I mean, sparkling water, you think is sparkling water, but it's like the best sparkling Funny.
4: water. Funny, I'm chasing my coffee with some club soda and lemon.
0: Let me oh, tell you something. Go. Find some Topo Chico if you can find it I'm just look. Eric has been smoking it for a while, and I was laughing. I'm like, what is this Topo he's always drinking about? With? Next thing I know, Alex is bringing it to the office. Next thing I know, we post a few pictures on our smoking social like social page. Now like everybody's drinking. It's like the social socialite choice. It, it's choice.
3: the fizziest sparkling water you're it's, ever going to find.
2: It's extra carbonated. So if you don't like that, I I like it at certain times. But there's other times when I want like a Pellegrino, like a yeah. softer carbonation to it. I, but it, it's very good tasting water too. It's a great palate cleanser, cleanser. I was going to say
4: yeah. I I like doing it with cigar because it yeah t-shirt. it's a great palate cleanser yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. So we, I, I'll have to look into that. I think they're they're distributed by the same by Coca Cola, aren't they? I know they're not owned well, by them, but
0: no, It's going to be a whatsoever. tough nut to crack. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty of things. Let's talk about the cigar and its line. Let's let's start uh, with the Cremoso cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an image of that? So I'm what well, I'm smoking
6: now. I'm smoking that too. I'm
0: smoking okay. one now. Is that this one? Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah, sir. The Cermoso. Tell us, tell our listeners about this line. Who makes it, and, and and what are some of the
4: things they can expect smoking it? Chris, you want to talk about that one?
6: Yeah, either way, or I'll do cannolis, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Uh, yeah, so these, these are line. Uh, these are all coming out of Aganorso. Um This is obviously Ecuador and shade-grown Connecticut. Uh, we have the Naturale, which you're smoking right now, Abe, which is a uh, in habano. And then we have the Maduro, which is um, a 99, uh, Corojo Maduro. Um, they all have – they're all Aganorsa. Uh, tobacco. You know, Aganorsa tobacco. Um, Nicaragua. They, uh, they all got double Corojo binders on them. Um, and, you know, like I said before, they're all 6 by 52s Now, the one difference on all three of them, he kind of pointed that out too, was uh, the Nacos has our big tail. Uh, the Cremoso is just a, a rounded head. And then Pearl actually has which I believe is a four oh nine head it's a little tapered um you know just to, to
4: unique. Know, a little
6: differentiate yeah no the um but those
4: the cremoso ahead, the cremoso uh just that was highlighted first I, I i I'm not a big Connecticut guy, but I love this blend like this cigar is so mm. complex in a sense, like there's so much flavor in it. I smoke it now almost every morning with coffee, Uh, but I mean it's rich. It's got a little spice. It's It's not your typical. No, it's very. uh, Yeah, it's not your typical.
6: It's not your typical Connecticut, and we wanted it on purpose like that. But honestly, Jeff went over when we were going over blends. um, Our first, you know, our the thing was people loved our old Connecticut, Um, and it was the same. It was a little. It was had a little kick for Connecticut. And uh, you know, we wanted to to kind of keep that going in the sense of, you know, we wanted to surprise people. You know, most people that pick up a Connecticut, they think it's maybe you know, airy, boring, um very grassy, This Our is Connecticut definitely a surprise. Is, you know, it's it's a surprise, you know. It's, it's not what you expect when you look We at actually, it. we got two different heroes in there, so it's got some kick to it. Um it's very complex. It has a lot of baking spice, uh, creaminess, but then, you know, it has that questionary flavors that come in, like a powdered sugar or, like, anella wafer. Oh, um creamy. Uh, very complex cigar. Definitely, yeah, very creamy, and it's it's just not your typical Connecticut. So, you know, for the people out there, it's like Connecticut, and actually, Kevin Shea, who's listening, he can attest to it. You know, it's got it's got some pep to it. Don't sleep on it. You know He said he uh, couldn't finish so it. If you're looking for something that's not boring, he said he couldn't finish it. You know, he's telling you. You can't even say. I don't know if it's that strong, but it's know, not. To sack it's up not, a little bit, maybe. It's not. <laughs> but exactly. it's, it's, not that, it's, but right. it's it's definitely <laughs> different. So. Now, all the
0: images, Paul, that you have is the core line, the, the Corosio Natural, and the Maduro, uh, and a those. Quick
6: question all three of those are made at
0: Aganorsa. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Alex.
3: Your yeah. Your Maduro
0: is spelled with a T. Is that the
6: Italian translation? I'm assuming. Absolutely. We yes we did that on purpose. We, so that's the other thing we did. You know, if you look at everything on our bands, um, it's all Italian. You know, we got order, honorable Loyalty. It's all in Italian. Um, you know, and this see the names. We wanted to, we wanted to do something where it was like gonna set. It was gonna be different, not too different. Where people weren't gonna understand like what all that means. But people have said to us, "Oh, you spelled Maduro wrong." It's like no, we did that on purpose. <laughs> Maduro in Italian is mature. And it was, it, it, you know, it, that's Merlot in, in, in Spanish. So, um, please, that's why we did that. Same thing with natural. Like, cream also, is cream in Italian. So, you know, we we wanted to stick on that theme. If we're gonna do it, go all the way, right? So, We did
0: it. Please post. Please post Casey Eldamani's tasting note. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely got some nice grapples. Grilled on that. lamb. Yeah. That might be a first for me. <laughs> And I've read a lot of fucking tasting notes from people. <laughs> grilled lamb. That's almost as unique as taco grilled meat. Remember yeah, that's right up knew? there with taco meat. Oh, that that tasting note right there goes in the same vault and on the wall with taco meat as a tasting note. Yeah, grilled lamb. Grilled lamb. I love so. I
2: love having Casey around the smoking universe because everybody says that I'm hoity toity and frou-frou and all that. This this guy, his his posts with all of his. Uh, food and his bourbons and his different liquors and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, he's he he's the
0: he's he the snob. And he couldn't even learn how to tie a bow tie. So yeah, he lost credibility <laughs> with me on that move. <laughs> <laughs> the, the street guy from Philly had Yeah the tie street a bow tie. guy the street guy from Philly mastered tying a bow tie and he couldn't. So <laughs>
2: but he he didn't
0: go to a YouTube page and just figure it out. Yeah he did. He had three weeks. Alex yeah, did it five weeks. minutes. All right so tell us about your signature series guys.
4: The um well, we have the uh, the cannolis. The uh, original one was a box press Corona. They're all Coronas, like we said in the beginning. We blend to sides. It's just a Corona size. Uh, the original is a San Andre Maduro uh, box press. Uh, that was such a hit. Chris and I decided to add on. At that same time, we were also making robustos as part of our core line. But so that's when we were getting away from the having different sizes for one blend, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, let's scratch that. Let's make a line, a signature line that's just one size. That's where the cannoli kind of came into play. We don't make Robustos. We make cannolis if you want a smaller cigar.
0: The special and the Padrino, are they different from the cannolis?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those are kind of in a yeah, – They're still a signature, limited release type of stuff. Um, We're making those uh, through Eric. Uh, the, with the wrapper leaf, we wanted some of the blends, they're being made at AJ's factory. But the Padrino is oh, phenomenal Connecticut Broadleaf to uh Bellicoso, the Special we reblended, redesigned. It's going to be a 6x54 box press with Havana Oscuro. Um, that's all going to be released here in the next week or two. It's going to be great. That's,
0: that's an
4: AJ, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody does a box press like AJ. Man. Oh man, it's listen, the cigar. I can't wait.
0: So is the cannoli yeah, a, a few
4: cigars? is it just like No, a, see it's like no, an
0: after dinner dessert. And, and we and
6: we and we get that all the time. People see yeah, they see that it's named Cannoli. They think it it's like flavored or infused or it, honestly it's more about the size. Uh, so Cannoli came up one night when, you know, me up here in my man cave and we were blowing it down till four or five in the morning, you know, <laughs> through, a, through a you know a bottle of whiskey. And we're just thinking of ideas and, you know, and, you know, I wanted something that was like an hour of smoke, you know, because it was like in the morning. I'm like, bro, I want to have no scar, but I'm not trying to have a two hour or an hour and a half toro. need right. something small. So I grabbed At that time, it was just called, the, you know, the Mexico San Andreas box press Corona, you know, and uh I picked it up and I'm smoking. And I'm like, bro, this thing is this thing's fucking phenomenal. We should call this fucking And he's like, that's that's awesome. We should. And it just. It kind of just went from that. It kind of just came out of the sky, and that's how the cannoli was created. So it's really – it was like a little snack. That's why, you know, I love cannoli. Um, and it kind of just stuck, and um, that's, that's where it came from. It was more based on the size, not the size, on the flavor. the now. flavor. Yeah. But,
4: but now they kind of turned into like a uh, – like when you think of cannoli, you know, you think after dinner, maybe coffee, pastry during the day, whatever, a little snack. That's how I feel when I like, smoke them. It's like right, I want to smoke them with coffee, or I'm having a little dessert. I want to smoke a little cigar with it. It makes sense.
2: So. You get you get a good golly down there in North Carolina.
4: No.
6: <laughs> oh God, no, no, not at all. How about not, even close. not even close?
4: You could oh, find. Let's not even get started you, on that. You, you could. The, the thing I learned about pizza down here, you can't get it by the slice. You can't, right? Like it is just shit. Like they leave it out all day long, and like it, it ah, it's disgusting. I found maybe one or two. Of, if I do want pizza, yeah. I just you got to get the whole pie, like fresh, and it's tolerable, but it's nothing. You can't sell sliced pizza anywhere unless you're in yeah. a big city where the that's right, where it's that's moving,
0: it's not sitting you there can't. from ten a.m. They throw in the oven. It's right. like, ugh. Ah. Listen to me. That's the same thing if you have anybody who eats euros, right? I tell them the best euros you're ever going to get are guys who go through like ten wheels a day. Yeah, right. You can't wrap the wheel fresh. down. You can't shrink wrap the wheel of euros no. down. Throw it in the fridge and use the same wheel for like six weeks. You know, it doesn't
4: doesn't same, work. Same concept. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. They don't. Same thing with the bagels,
6: only, man. Bagels, bagels. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh,
4: there's
6: God, no delis no here. Bagels there's no delis down, no, down here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. yeah we we count. have just, delis. We don't really have like a real real. I mean, they call them delis, but they're not the same.
0: I agree. I'm not uh, impressed with any deli in South Florida. Yeah, right. but
2: and B-S. diners too. B&S. Um, uh, you know
0: what? I'm sorry. As far as deli like, hero, B-N-S. B-N-S. Yeah. yes, I was thinking more of like a Jewish deli, like always. Right. I which I see. I see. I just realized <laughs> early on in the show. That I'm the only non-Italian on the show right now. Are. That's but true. I know that's true. But I always forget Paul's Italian because I always yeah, yeah, he's the most right. non-Italian guy I ever met. So when he said <laughs> deli, my <laughs> automatic assumption Jewish was he's was talking about a Jewish deli, corned beef and pastrami, not like a hero Italian so Prasad deli. It just no, it's my I'll, natural mentality when Paul talks. I'll wear about I'll wear my cornicello on the outside so you yeah, can I'm
5: he
4: <laughs> so proud of it. Now what what is what is popping up here in my area? And it's tolerable. They're doing more like the Napolitano style pizza, like the oven. Mm-hmm. That's, if you want that style, there are a few that, you know, I like, you know, a bit margarita pizza, oven, quick, little basil, tomato, you know. Are, That's are, okay.
0: Are we fans of El Presidente? Date Fortnite? The what? Marstol yeah, Pizza, Dave Fortnite? I, think it, I uh, think it is a no. Marstol Pizza Reviews? No. Because- that's something that he would have said. If you're a fan of the, you know, the uh, Napoli style pizza, you know, because he's not a fan of that, so that's why I thought now, maybe you guys were a David Portnoy fan.
4: Oh, David. Oh, nah. Barstool, oh, Wade barstool. Stuff. I watched. <laughs> like, he, you know, what, uh, what, one bite. You know, one rural. bite. Yeah, yeah. One bite.
0: <laughs> As he scars down two slices. Yeah, one yeah. Bite. And then it like, like shit.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: We, have, we, probably we, have
2: better, we probably have better pizza, bagel options down here than you guys do. Probably. Uh, but but yeah. when I was up in New York for the summer for two months, I think I gained 30 pounds in bagel pizza weight. I mean, every oh, yeah. every day something was a, a slice of pizza or a bagel. or It's just yeah. hard not so to do it. Can't you can't not do,
3: do it. The same thing. The yeah. thing that bothers me down here is we don't have any diners. We have no diners. That, um,
4: we don't either. Alex.
5: I, I
3: mean, I'm a connoisseur. At least <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of a 3 a.m. veal parm from a diner.
0: Oh man,
4: we me have too. we have, <laughs> we we
3: have, have waffle you house don't do it
0: down here. They don't we do it. We have waffle house. Uh, <laughs> part of the definition waffle of a house, diner where I grew up is I you got to be open 24. You got to be open 24 hours, 24 hours. hours. yeah, because yeah. yeah. we got a diner a couple buildings down, and yeah, I was. It was at 4 p.m. I said that's not a diner.
4: Yeah, and something you could eat. You could you could eat anything. Steak. The breakfast right. the a breakfast right.
3: yeah. about 7 p.m. or 4 a.m. I
4: have the diners,
6: bro. Pizza, bagel, club sandwich. Right. Yes. You know?
4: Yeah, the Greeks. So, yeah.
2: So. The, the only thing close to a real diner, at least as far as the food is concerned, and I've tried maybe five of them down here, is that place in um, Boynton Beach, right off Federal, the Boynton Diner.
3: Yeah, but again, you, they close at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They close really early, no, but the that. food
2: – but the food is close to like yeah. you get a club sandwich there. It's like they yeah, get they, they
3: get a one cool check Italian. mark for me because they have scrapple there. So
4: I have they have guy. scrapple. Ugh. I have a question for Paul. Where did the scallion name come from? The Italian scallion.
0: Because uh, they say I'm a fake Italian, so they, <laughs> they call me an Italian so, scallion. So, <laughs> they called Sylvester Stallone the Italian Stallion, so you know Paul's the Italian Scallion. You know, makes I mean, sense. You know. I get it. Thank you. I Thank you very it. much. <laughs> Listen. Great That's nicknames can't can't you can't give yourself. Someone has to give them to you. That's absolutely. how it's it I, it I agree. So, listen, um, Alex. You, the most thing I saw during a diner, and I can't come. I'm trying to Google it right now. I'm thinking of it. It starts with an H. It's somewhere like in Lake Row, Lake Worth on Federal or something. Um,
3: Hallies. Hallies.
0: Howies. Yeah. Howley's. Yeah. Howies. How, is it Howies? How Howies? H O W L E Y S. That's and they're open like till two, three, four a.m. That's like yeah. the only like close. But even diner. then,
2: it's more like that's more like a fancy diner. Like they have it like is. it is. They do like uh, like cuisine type specials, but they they do they do a grilled cheese sandwich with grill uh, with mac and cheese bread. So they make the mac and cheese crispy into like a bread shape, and then they put mm. grilled cheese in the middle of it. It's I delicious.
3: Mean, uh, like a a a if you're if you're a real diner, at any point in the day, whether it's ten a.m., two p.m., four a.m., I should be able to order breakfast. That's what I you should say. be able to order a meatloaf, lunch, of, yep. a veal parm, steak, steak tips. Right, yep. right. At, at any point in the day, that's hot open, hot open menu. turkey and sandwich, hot open face here, a hot open face. That should all be on the menu. That is <laughs> a, a waffle, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Right, a one a.m. waffle.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I got to ask you guys a question because you know obviously before you guys came on I trolled the website and whatnot looked at the website and I'm just curious about the gun brand brass knuckles and bullet image oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's on this website here <laughs> we and are the muscle is, is that what that is we never leave home without it <laughs> <laughs> that's our So you, you got you got a big need for Brad Snuckles down in North Carolina yeah, they don't know what to do
4: with us sometimes, so <laughs> gotta be ready. Yeah, do you, sometimes, be ready.
0: sometimes it's necessary. <laughs>
4: do, do
0: the locals think you guys
4: are just in town visiting
0: on doing a movie or something? Yeah, yeah, it is.
6: They ask me all the time, like they're like, "Where, where are you from? You're, you're not from?" Ohio. I said, "No, I'm from Northern Kentucky." Can't you tell? And they look <laughs> at me like I got the heads. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you know we we like to you know leave the take the gun you know so it kind of kind of goes and always in the gun and so that's why it's up on
4: our website. And the breast knuckles for effects. Spike, yeah <laughs> Spike just for
6: just for a little extra just for a little extra something something. So.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time uh is our correspondent on uh, is he is he ready in the wings there uh, Paul? Yeah, he's oh yeah, he's always ready. All right, let's 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 bring our man William Cooper out and see what is the scoop with Coop this week.
6: Hey, y'all! What's my theme
0: music. The scoop with Coop, breaking industry news here at first on KMA Talk Radio and Cigar-Coop dot com.
5: So also,
2: so also from the hills of North Carolina. Uh, in the freshly painted parlor, I believe, is uh, William Cooper from the scoopwithcoop.com Coop, welcome.
1: There he hey, is. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up, hey, man? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Chris. Hey, good hey morning, everybody. How you doing, bud? Doing good, doing good. Actually, uh, Paul, this is the only room that wasn't painted in the whole house. It's, it's, I'm actually in the kitchen today. But, uh, yeah, the whole house was painted this week, which was uh, uh, kind of an adventure to have the whole house painted in a week.
2: Yeah, that's. I didn't realize you were doing the whole house. That's. Listen, man, yeah. we're 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 building a house, and everyone that moved into their house told us that they had to paint within six months. I'm like, what are you? I just we're building the house. Why would we have to paint again?
1: Yeah. I yeah, I mean, yeah. we have really high ceilings, so there was no way I was doing this myself. So I, I brought someone in, and it was scary watching them paint a 20 foot ceiling. I could just tell you that I was getting. I was. I was just worried. If this guy falls. It's a, it's on my watch, you know?
5: <laughs> cool. yes. Go just, just close for your you. eyes.
3: I got close a question for you, Coop. Yeah. All right. We we play the Reds. The Braves play the Nationals. Do we hold first place after today? We're with Ty right
1: now. Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried right now. I'm a little worried about how this is going for us right now. Uh, I expected, because yesterday should have been a win for us. Right. We had Wheeler yesterday. We should have had a win, so we kind of lost that one right now. Um, the idea is. You know, I I'm hoping it's when we if we split the next two games, we could still come out of first hopefully. Right. Uh but hey, we're playing meaningful baseball Alex on August 14th. August 14th we're playing meaningful baseball and anyone who thinks that the manager in San Francisco would have <laughs> this team in first place needs to have their head examined. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sorry, but I had to I had to get
1: yeah, that in there. We had to quick. get that in there. Yeah. All
0: right. It's all right. So Scoop, what is Scoop. 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 <laughs> what is Scoop this week?
1: All right. Uh, we'll start off with Cavalier Geneva uh, cigars. Uh, they're kind of under that Illusioni umbrella as well, distributed by them. Um, they announced this week that um, they are now making the move into their own factory. Uh, the factory is called Fabrica Central Americano de Tobacco. It's located in Donnelly, Honduras. Um, I guess they, they acquired a building. They remodeled it right now. Um, and it's also going to be the headquarters for the company down in Honduras, so um, that move is now in effect. And Cavalier Geneva now moving into uh, their own factory. Interesting. Yep, uh, I thought they had a really good trade show actually. To those guys, uh, Sebastian de P- Cope. Um, he, uh, I thought they had some very good releases this year. Uh, so they're quietly making some moves as a small company this year. It was a story. It, got a, it was interesting. A story like that for a small company got a lot of attention this week on Coop. It was, so, go, yeah. you know, sometimes you can't figure that out.
0: Is there a particular reason why it got a lot of attention on Coop, you feel?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I was still trying to figure it out. It's a, it's a good question. I mean, I know Sebastian, who's the owner of the company, has a good following. So, it uh, may have gotten some spread that way. Uh, we'll see how long the story holds legs, is, is kind of what I look at with a small company sometimes. You got to see if the story is going to hold uh, more than just be a Facebook story for a couple of days. So, I think we got to see on that.
0: Interesting. What else you got going on?
1: Um, It's an anniversary year for a brand that, you know, has been around um, and and really is is a game-changing cigar, and that's the Antonio brand by Hoya de Nicaragua. Um, This week, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua shipped the Antonio Grand Reserva GT20, which commemorates 20 years of that line. Um, It's a 6x54 Toro. Um, and it's it's in the Grand Reserver blend of the uh, Antonio, which is a more aged tobacco blend right now. Um, and that is starting to hit your local retailers as we speak. You know, Antonio, like I said, it really was a game-changing cigar 20 years ago in terms of being that bolder, full-bodied smoke. And, uh, you know, it's 20, 20 years is a long
0: time for a brand to be around. It sure is. Yep. You know, people don't realize, I mean, Hoya de Nicaragua was... I believe the first factory in Nicaragua. Yeah, they would have. They, they're the oldest one for sure. I mean, yeah. they were the
1: first one to export cigars to the U.S. from Nicaragua. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, really? yeah. Wow. So, uh, suppose you supposedly, know, Nixon. When, when
4: official, was this? Do you know? In the in
1: the, in the, in the er, this is going back to the Nixon administration. Wow. Because uh, Nixon brought the cigar in, and, and for a while it was the official White House cigar, even. I did not know that. Yeah. So if you go in the Hoya in the Nicaragua, they have like a, a little. I don't want to say it's a museum, but they have a lot of photos and everything that kind of show that history, which is really cool.
0: What else is going on, Coop?
1: Um, La Polina has shipped some cigars. Uh, the two Goldies that were at the trade show have been shipped, along with a cigar called the La Polina White Label, which is their TAA cigar. Um, La Polina kind of takes a little bit of a different approach. with the. T- and I know I've been critical of a lot of the TAA cigars, but I kind of like the approach at least La has done is, They tend to release a cigar for the TAA for a year and then take it uh, regular production the following year. So it's anticipated they've done this with like the bronze, the blue, and the silver label releases. It's anticipated that's going to be the approach they take with this white label release. It was supposed to be released last year. COVID kind of threw a monkey wrench into everything on that, so it's coming out this year. Uh, Honduran, Connecticut seed (laughs) wrapper, Mexican binder. Dominican, Mexican, and Nicaraguan fillers in one size, a 6x50 Toro, um, and it is being made at, um, excuse me, it's not being made at Scandinavian Tobacco's Hatsa Factory. It moved from there to an undisclosed factory in Nicaragua. An undisclosed factory. So, an undisclosed factory
0: in Nicaragua. Is what How long saying. do you think stuff like that stays undisclosed? Not long. It all, <laughs> things, all <laughs> takes for me to
1: walk into a factory, and I've seen that happen.
0: Yeah. So, so is it
1: purposely
2: being is it purposely being undisclosed or is it just, they just didn't say in the press release?
1: Oh, no, they're saying it's undisclosed. Um, wow. and usually that means they, they just don't want someone to know it's being made there. Uh, but eventually it, it always, almost always gets out. Cause someone's in the factory, they snap a picture or whatever. So right, this right. almost always gets out is, uh, um, I remember when Omar from Fortello, he had the undisclosed factory and like, I didn't publish this, but like, I was with another guy, and we looked at the pictures that Omar had, and, I mean, hey, we were just at that factory, and it was Hoya to Nicaragua. It was it was unmistakably, you could tell. So, you know, it, it, it eventually gets out.
0: Yeah, that never yep. works. Yep. Anything else you got going on? Chupa?
1: Um. Yeah, one last thing. Uh, McAuliffe Cigars announced a line extension to their McAuliffe A line uh, in a Gordo. It's a 6x60. Uh, McAuliffe A was kind of a breakthrough cigar for them. Uh, that's the cigar that they... Uh, created in tribute to their ambassador community. Um, and I'll say this, for an ambassador community, they're pretty strong for a cigar company. Um, I, I've seen a lot of companies kind of form these communities over the years, but McAuliffe seems to have a lot of um, traction with it, and they seem to make it a, a part of their business model where they really look to this community. and, and I, they was ask gonna, this community. I was going to yeah. say,
0: that's what makes it successful, right? Yeah. These, these people think they make a community, they put it up, and then just they don't do nothing with it. Why one one of the reasons why our social group or McAuliffe's group is, is that we're very active and part of it. You know, we're not why right. you know, we're not watching it once a month and seeing what's up or whatever. Yeah. Alex and I are basically in it every day, right. you know, interacting with the guys and McAuliffe does the same thing. Yeah, yeah I actually, I I've it.
3: been um, I've been talking to Dan. Actually, we're planning on scheduling a nice little informal meet and greet with Dan on the whereby,
0: just kind of nice. hang out and nice. he's he yeah. oh, he a great interview a next week. He's gonna be in town next. Yeah,
3: week. that's what he told yeah. me. He'll be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I've listen a, he, a great guy. Dan,
2: he promised us that he'd do uh, KMA too, so we only had Al on. Yeah, right. I'd like to have him on KMA because I I watch their videos a lot, and he the guy has a history. You know, he was. A, a high high up at uh, microsoft
0: you yeah. know what's the most shocking to me out of that statement paul is how much Go videos ahead. and how much time you have to watch on social media <laughs> <laughs> when i was because, doing research for every, the show every, every a lot week, of time on saying, oh yeah <laughs> right I, I I watch all their stuff. You've got a lot of time for that, but can't make a 30-second spot. That's part of the research allocation that I have for the
2: show. When we had yeah. Al on, make I wanted to know about, about the research
1: allocation. It, it, it's, it's worse when the rerun commercials then appear on the Best of KMA. So Then, <laughs> then, you get, then they
0: get rerun right. and rerun right. on that. Yeah,
3: the same commercial he played this week is on Best of best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: By the way, Alan Rubin, McAuliffe gives every one of their ambassadors a coin. Ha! Wow. Well, Alan, Alan you could you could did, sign up, Alan, and become a McAuliffe me. ambassador. Alan, Alan, if you Alan, want a coin, Alan, yes, you can. Alan couldn't show more of an obsession for these coins than he has this last week. I mean literally it's so, it's obvious. Not, it's so obvious it's not getting paid. And I gotta admit, Coop, I'm a little disappointed in you. Why? Because Uh-oh. you said this was your last story, and in my opinion, you didn't even cover the best story of the week. Which was? The, the William Cooper coin.
1: Well, that, okay. I, that's, uh, you know, I'm more about the industry here.
0: Well, that is the, industry. That's the industry. That's the I, industry I, right there. Get a I, little listen. closer, Coop. Get a little closer. You got to get a little detail. There you go. Well, you're covering your whole head, but yeah. That's the William Cooper sitting on a plane coin. Explain this yeah. coin to us. There it okay. is. Okay.
1: So there, there's a history with this. okay? Um, oh about, a, about a couple of years ago, um, and Alec and Bradley Rubin were doing a show uh, with us. I started calling out the cigar industry for their for their airport photos. like They always seem like they want to tell people that they're in the airport, and they want to show off that they're in the airport, but actually, wherever they're going, they never show what they're doing, right? So you get these lame pictures of people on airplanes. You get these miserable airplane <laughs> selfies. I didn't sit there. So I started calling people out on that, right? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, next thing is people started tagging me on their Look post, that. Like, which was a natural oh, reaction. Oh, gold
0: version of the coin. I didn't oh, see yeah. that.
1: That's very limited, the gold one, I've been told. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing, the next thing is I said, all right, let me start awarding people for the best um, for the best airport selfies as long as they're promoting the coupe brand with it, right? So um, a couple of years ago, Jack Heyer created this flat coopy thing, and, and uh, Dustin Prudhomme uh, started doing some airport photography work, and I was giving out, I'm actually giving out awards for this thing. Well, the Drew Estate guys wanted to win it this year, so. They stepped up and they created this, this absolutely beautiful set of coins in conjunction with Jerome Berry. Um, I didn't know that this project was going on. I have now – I'm getting inundated with requests for these coins, and I don't have them. Okay, they, Joe Grove from Drew State has these, right? Yeah. And, and if I get them, if I can get some, I will give them out. I, I will give them out. I don't charge, by the way, for coins either. So I'm not gonna sell. I don't sell any swag, but uh, I don't.
0: I don't believe anyone should charge for a coin. Yeah, no, hey, I don't think we're we this. saw the coin before Coop did. Uh, we got nor, to see like the prototype yeah. coin. We did see the coin, yeah, yeah, before
1: yeah. Coop did. So these show up in the mail, and I'm like, I knew they were doing something because they were gonna do something uh, with the barn smoker, okay? Um, but they couldn't travel, so these guys literally drove to Miami Airport to take airport selfies from like the baggage claim area, which they can go to just so they can qualify for the for a possible award at the end of the year.
0: Alan, I already told you I wouldn't waste the postage. They said it was free. We're not mailing you a coin. He's not. No, gonna, he got pumped
1: off do, the list. Alan, go get, him get him a caliph coin. Was... Alan, you can get
0: a calif coin though. Sign up as an ambassador. There
1: you go. He'll get a coin He's that way. Santa
0: Clara allows it. Alan, <laughs> I, I do like my post. I do like my post I made of him though, singing his true feelings about a coins. Anybody catch that on social? That was pretty those, funny. Yeah, those
2: are funny. Those are
1: funny. So that happened, I guess that happened on Thursday night. He was in the I guess you guys were doing the Alec and Bradley event. Or would you were Alec and Bradley <laughs> for the trilogy uh, event? And uh-huh. then and then this came up. How did this coin thing come up there?
0: And with us, we I had a meeting with Joe Gro. He was actually um in our office and showed it to us. No, that was down at El Titan de Bronze he showed us. I, I was, oh wow. you see, so you saw it so I was gonna Alex, Alex gave away a little you gave away a little snippet of something you shouldn't have given away. Well, <laughs> but Yeah um, I mean you were just down there visiting yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember I couldn't remember where we saw him but I'm like it must have been in my office because he physically showed us one but I forgot that's where he did it. That's where he did it.
1: Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, they really did a good job on this. Uh, so I don't know. Like, if people want a coin, you have to contact Joe Grow or Jack Hire. Because I don't have – these are all I have. These two coins are the only ones I have right now. you, Do you this, have this a gold to me. one?
0: To all our KMA yeah. listeners, I was told that if you PM Jack Hire before the show's over, they'll give you a coin.
3: <laughs> hey,
5: hey,
3: hey, by oh, the Joe way. Greer. Yeah, that's a goal one. By the way, Abe, it really uh, tormented Alan a little bit on Thursday because remember you told me, just throw him out once for me. That's my thing. That's but the listen, relationship, listen, Alan, I, mean, the got, I got to
0: preempt that. Though. That's the relationship we, I have with Alan. Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I come on the whereby and I see him, I wait till he starts talking, and then mid-sentence I just boot him out of the room. But here's the thing. <laughs>
3: Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This was the kicker.
0: Now, remember, on, on th- me and
3: Fred, we do the reveal on Zoom. When you boot somebody on Zoom, they can't come back in. No. <laughs> he couldn't come back in. Oh, he was probably pissed. Yeah, Whereby, he boots him in sentence and he lets him back in. He couldn't come back in on Zoom.
0: I booted, wow. him, at least, I booted him three or four times yeah. in one night. Why was he booted? What did he do? He talks. He talks. <laughs> he talks. The second I hear his voice, well, you know, a Santa Clara wheat boot.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I used to, I've been in boot. Listen, listen. Alan and I have had an ongoing relationship for the longest time. Alan, when he used to live here in Florida, because we we, when we originally opened our headquarters here in Boynton Beach, we did all the KMA show lives here. Alan was here every Saturday watching KMA live. So, you know,
2: he came Uh, when we did it in uh, North Carolina too. He did.
0: He did. He did drive out there. So that that's that's the fun relationship we have and I, I have to commend it to him. Every time I boot him out, he's back in the room like in thirty seconds. I booted Casey Aldamani the other night, he didn't even come back. The cat came back.
3: And you know, actually the joke's on us because even though that, you know, now we're not we're not giving Alan a coin by any any means, he's reveling in the airtime he's getting right now.
0: Without a doubt. He oh, loves it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Praise for Alan. Look at Michelle. Michelle you're such a sweetheart. <laughs> Praise for Alan. All right. Well, Coop, how now these guys are in your backyard? How far are you guys from each other? We're clo- We're actually pretty close, right? Because, um, I mean, Jeff's a little further. Jeff's up
1: in the uh, Raleigh area.
3: I think Jeff's back, Paul. Um, yeah, me and, Chris. You're, me you're me pretty. And you're pretty.
6: Close. Probably about a half hour. 40 yeah. Well, yeah, I think we're probably about a half hour away from each other. Were you in Indian Land? You're in Indian Land. Yeah,
1: Indian right? Trail. Indian Trail. Do you? really yeah. like two hours. two
4: hours. Indian Trail. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's it really, COVID's been a big issue because right? I just haven't been going to many cigar places in the last year and a half just with the COVID stuff. So, uh, I mean, uh, but I, we saw each other at the show. I met Chris at the show, and uh, they, we, they, we've had him on our show a couple of times as well, and they've always done fantastic. So, uh, Do you remember when they had their you.
0: factory down there, Coop? Did you ever uh, visit you. It?
1: Um, I remember when Jeff was kind of doing the pop-up thing, though. Got it. Yeah, so Jeff. I mean, Jeff's been around for a while, and I and I, I got to say this, and I'm not saying it because I'm on the show. What they're what they're producing right now is really, really good, top quality cigars. I, I've uh, been and our team who went to the booth this year was very impressed with their cigars as well. So it, thanks, it, it man. would, yeah, no. so Thank I mean, cool. It wasn't just me saying that, but when the team kind of came out us, and and you saw what Bear said when he did that. Wow, uh, yeah, yeah. He was very impressed with that. So. Um, yeah like i said those are great support. and
6: we appreciate all support you you on you, you know, the platform and giving us you know a chance same thing we paid everybody here you know uh we just want to thank you guys uh for you know giving our brands giving, you know a smaller brand like us uh you know on day and listening to our story giving us the platform all of you guys you know cool you guys over at Smoking. Um, for believing in us and being our brand, and you know, we're not gonna let you down, we're working hard every day, uh, you know, to make this brand better. Um, and, and uh, you know, this is a marathon, it's not a sprint, we say that all the time. Uh, but I did, you know, we did want to thank you, uh, all you guys for for support, work, especially
0: uh, over the last past year. So, thank you very much for that. You know, I saw Nick's Nick's May tomb comments. I'm not I, I know the cigars are available online in Boynton, I'm not sure if they're in West Palm. If they're not, just let Anthony or somebody over there know. They'll get them down there for you. Um, he also mentioned smoking late night because those were fun, but we don't own that location uh, anymore. But you cool. want to know what, Paul? I'm thinking we should pick a slow night during the week in Boyton and just do a KMA late night one night. If you could pull yourself, I would love it. If you could pull yourself away to do a two-hour <laughs> show at night.
2: Yeah, listen, man. The KMA late nights were well, – our first guest was Terrence Riley, I think.
0: I think our first guest was Terrence Riley, and we did another one with Eric.
2: We did another one with Eric. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do it. It was fun. We can we can put something like that together. Yeah, Probably we'll, a, after
1: Tampa.
0: Yeah, we'll pick a slow night. We'll pick a slow night here, and we'll 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 prop up something, and we'll do a little shindig, and see how that goes.
1: Yeah, those yeah. Are, those were fun.
0: Those were fun.
2: Maybe we'll try to coordinate it with one of Coop's trips.
0: That yeah. would be awesome. Coop, do you have any trips now? Now here, Coop, you took you took the lockdown very seriously, and obviously yeah. now now there's been news this week. I'm surprised you didn't cover it. That you know, de twenty five got canceled, but then Cigar Fest got canceled. Well, we left that Cigar
1: C- Fest. Get, we actually that was the last time I was hit too. Yeah, Cigar Fest was canceled. Um, it wasn't a big surprise. Um, you know, the interesting thing about that getting, there was, there's kind of two explanations I'm hearing for these events getting canceled. De's was more about safety and and, and health protocols. The the cigar fest one was like, hey, we can't have this because of the regulations. So you you know, so it's kind of two two schools coming out. Hold and, on, hold
0: on. Which regulations are you talking about? F- well, they're talking F- about F- masks.
1: It, masks, masks. Okay, masks. Which which, that could make sense too. If if they're forced to have masks at that at their event indoors, they how can you have a, an event without smoking? So I mean, I understand it.
0: Well. You know, I'm going to share with all our KMA listeners right now. We actually had a meeting last night. It was me, Alex, and our operations guy, Matt, and we were talking about this. And we got our event planner on the phone. Who, oh, by the way, Alex? She called me back. Mm-hmm. Um, we called the South Florida Fairgrounds because we actually were beginning. We were supposed to send invitations out the first week of August for all the manufacturers to participate in the Great Smoke, and we literally held it um, because not only of the events that have already been announced but canceled but we know of a couple other events that they're considering canceling so we weren't sure what to do we had a big meeting last night and mm-hmm. we were talking about it we called the event plan we called the south Florida fairgrounds to see how they were feeling about you know a lot of things being canceled um their 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 opinion was basically is they're not Canceling anything? They're actually already yeah. building for our Fright Nights, which is in October. They're already working on the fair, which happens in December, and um, they are full. I think his exact words were, "We are full force moving forward with everything." So, well, at,
3: his exact words were actually. Your question was, "Well, are, are you guys like thinking about cancel?" No, that's literally how it went. No, we're going full steam ahead. Yeah. So they don't have any plans. We all called long. our
0: event planner, who's working on a lot of other Great. events, and. Uh, we just we literally made the decision kind of last night after about 90 minutes of going over options that we're just moving forward to the full scale uh, live event um we see no reason why it, it it can't be done it's its an outdoor venue for the most part very, i was just gonna uh, say that's, that's greasy, what's gonna save you very early and because this year we're doing once again an unprecedented thing never done before a live virtual simultaneous component thing we, we kind of decided December would be the, the, the point where we literally have to make a decision whether we switch it to full virtual or not if the world just goes haywire in December. But at this point, we made the decision we're moving fully forward with our original plan of doing a live in-person tied into a virtual event simulcast done at the same time. So that's where we're going with that. So yep. Coop, you got, you, Coop, you got the scoop on that one too. Yep, yep, there you go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. It's that time. Uh, one of our favorite segments at the end of every show is tail of the Tape, where our man William Cooper and the GOAT discuss the top, tens, uh, top ten of whatever topic is that season. And this season, it's pro wrestlers. So it's time for tail of the Tape.
3: Making a mess. All right, coming in at number four on my list, top ten wrestlers of all time, is Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. Now, I found myself in another situation where my four Shawn Michaels and my five Bret Hart were kind of interchangeable. Uh, Shawn Michaels, again, another great, fantastic te- technical wrestler. One of those guys, you either love him or you hate him. Um, he landed on both sides of the coin. Um, and great promos, great star. Shawn Michaels got the nod over Bret Hart for me because, again, he's one of those guys that had to really carry the organization in the post-Hogan era. And he managed to carry it even after Bret Hart left as well. Go ahead, Coop.
1: Well, okay. Um, and I had Shawn Michaels head of Bret Hart on my list, too, but a little lower down. My number four is, if you haven't heard of this guy, I'm really surprised. His name is Bob Backlund. Uh, Bob Backlund. Name. Bob Backlund had the second longest reign of any WWF champion behind Bruno San Martino. He had a five-year run of this thing. Now, he was the champion in between San Martino and Hogan. And I'm telling you, this guy beat everybody, okay? Anyone they put in front of this guy, he found a way to beat him. Probably the most famous victory he had was uh, over Superfly Snooker in a steel cage match in Madison Square Garden. Um, eventually, you know, he was moved aside for a more charismatic Hogan, um back home was more of these old school type of um you know college amateur wrestling style characters so he didn't really fit in with what they were going with hogan going forward
3: yeah it's interesting so so both are number fours your number four pick is the guy who passed the torch to hogan my number four pick is one of the guys that took the torch from hogan
1: exactly uh, and actually Bob Backlund came out, came back in the mid '90s, yeah, and he had a series of matches with Bret Hart, and he actually regained the title from Bret Hart in uh, and they had some really epic submission matches. The, so he did make a comeback. Chicken wing, the face right? chicken wing, yeah. So um, it, it was you know, and he was a technical wrestler. Bob Backlund, he could wrestle. Uh, he just couldn't be the he wasn't the
0: aerodynamic
1: wrestler like uh, Shawn Michaels, and I think he didn't eventually fit in
0: with that newer era. It's funny because when Paul and I heard that name, we were like, "Who?" And then
2: he said, "If you don't know who he is, he's like this other guy. I don't know who the hell that guy is."
5: Either.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bob, you know Bob Backlund, like I, like Coop said, he he made a he made a return. You know, and that's you know that's a, I don't remember Bob Backlund's. Early he he took he was
1: out for like thirteen years. Too. Yeah. He took a long like hiatus and then came back. He
2: had some bills to pay. Listen, all I'm saying is, how the hell are you not? Have
0: do you not have Ultimate Warrior on there? Well, they're they're to the Ultimate there's Warrior make top 100. On there, man. There's still three more spots. There's, there's three more, more
2: spots. There's yeah. three more spots. And if Mick Foley doesn't show up there in, in one of his forms, or if yeah, Hulk Mick Hogan Foles. doesn't show up there in one of their forms, I
1: mean, come on. There, there are some other big names out there.
0: Well, this, There's some two. big names
2: that ain't going to make my list. Yeah. and I can tell you,
0: I can, yeah, there's some that aren't going to make my list either for sure. Season two has obviously gotten more of the attention from our fans than season one. I think more of them relate to the pro wrestling edition. So, and, the um, wrestling edition yeah. and as I understand, we won't sell it now. You guys have season three already. We got a great season three. Got a great season three. Yeah, well, I'm really already. excited about that. Yeah. I think, I think that one is going to take the cake as far as most fan interaction, without a doubt. So there it is. We have three more weeks of season two of great names great names being put up though pro wrestling edition all right in our typical form and fashion i'm leaving five minutes for this one because this week i didn't have i've had zero time to edit or redo the story and i literally have it in its original length format yeah and I, I, i haven't had time to look at it or edit it or do anything so i have to read this now full length so i'm leaving more minutes to get this done, but in our typical fashion, ending every Saturday morning here at KMA Talk Radio, it's time to see who belongs a Cigar Insane Asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane?
5: We all go a little mad sometimes.
0: Where logic and reason cease to exist. Now, I'm just curious, Paul, um, before I yeah. start reading, because obviously I've been out of the, the you know, the headquarters for most the warehouse all week, last week, this week. Did you know this story? Did you get uh, people? T- do they not know I'm on KMA talk radio? Yeah. I mean, this is an employee. Um, <laughs> d- did you get a link to this? Okay, because it says there's a video of this. I would have loved to have seen.
2: Oh, I knew nothing about it. Yeah, we, yeah. Could, have, we could have prepped it.
0: Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a video of this. If, if we find it later, let's post it because okay. I, I do want to see it. So this week's Cigar Insane Asylum. Man duct taped to seat after allegedly groping flight attendants. An aggressive passenger on Frontier Airlines flight was duct taped to a seat after allegedly groping two flight attendants and assaulting another cell phone footage obtained by WPLG shows flyer Maxwell Barry 22 being duct taped to the back of a seat on Saturday's frontier flight from Philadelphia to Miami, where he was arrested by waiting cops on three counts of battery. The video shows Barry scuffling with a male flight attendant and yelling profanities Mm -hmm. while sitting in a window seat. An arrest report alleges Barry ordered two drinks and then asked for one asked for another one before brushing his empty cup against the backside of a female flight attendant. The flight attendant told Barry, do not touch me, before he started to complain about his gum wrapped in a napkin, as the arrest report shows. Barry proceeded to spill his new drink on his shirt, prompted him to go to the bathroom and come out shirtless, <laughs> according to the report. He then walked around the plane for roughly 15 minutes before groping the chest of two flight attendants. He came from behind and put his arms around both of them and groped their breasts again, the arrest report says. (laughs) Barry later punched a female flight attendant who was asked to watch him following the in-flight chaos. Another passenger who recorded Barry being duct taped to his seat said he was aggressive and attacked the male flight attendant without warning. Help, he kept screaming as duct tape was being applied to his face. (laughs) To his face, I gotta hope there's footage of this
4: guy's a beast.
0: I'm telling you, they're applying duct tape. There to is, his face. I saw that. I saw that. They
4: taped t- 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 over
0: too.
6: his head. I saw it. They taped the Oh my god, the head. <laughs> so like the,
0: the head I saw that. Barry of Ohio later cl- calmed down as the flight attendant prepared to land. Frontier Airlines said that a passenger made an inappropriate physical contact with two flight attendants and assaulted another one during the flight. As a result, the passenger needed to be restrained. And the flight landed in Miami, and law enforcement arrived. Um, the three flight attendants involved have been paid have been placed on paid leave. Wow! I wish somebody would grope me. Yeah, you get yeah. you
2: get a, a free vacation. So this was one leave. I sent to her a couple of weeks ago. That's oh. so I did know it. So I had the link right away.
0: Pending an investigation, which is in line with the event of this nature, you, Mister Barry, are without a doubt this week's inductee into the cigar insane asylum
3: i'm just glad that they mentioned that barry is from ohio my right? people do not have to take this loss <laughs>
0: <laughs> he flew out of philly but he was from ohio <laughs> do, you you have have a, <clears throat> do you have the link can we put up the footage do you have anything
2: uh i can't put up the footage because it, it it takes rendering and stuff all right to it. why the don't the you
0: screen
3: share i posted it the YouTube. link oh Paul.
2: Uh, the, so there's the, a reason why I can't do that, Alex, but if you want the link and you can do it, that would be fine.
0: Send, send him a link. Cause this, this send me be, the link in the chat. Yeah, this would be, this would be a nice way to, to finish up the show. Let's watch some funny footage of a guy getting duct tape <laughs> to a seat. I
2: don't know. Yeah. I don't know how in depth the, I just <laughs> sent it to you, Alex, how in depth it gets, but I, I had seen this and the guy who apparently was shouting that his mom, mom and dad are rich. I, I, do you know how, how much I'm worth? Do you know how much I'm worth? You're duct-taping me to a seat. And I'm like, <laughs> you're on Frontier.
0: You're on Frontier
2: Airlines. How much could you be worth?
0: That's hilarious. Not a lot. Well, listen, while, while we pull up that link, guys, I want to thank you both. Uh, thank you for coming on the show today and taking your time with our audience and telling us the stories and about your great brands, Jeff and Chris. It was a pleasure having you guys on. We look forward to thank having you on again. Yeah, Coop, thanks for having us. As always, thank you for your... Deep insight of stories and what's going on in the cigar industry this week. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, and next week, we have very interesting Scott Pierce of the PCA. be interesting to see where he's at after uh, a lot of uh, time for people to talk about the PCA show this year. Maybe we get some insight, uh, some thoughts or ideas of where they're headed. Um, I'm God, glad no- he
2: came in. He's coming on.
0: I, that's That's
2: awesome that he's coming on.
0: He doesn't seem to be the type of guy to duck anybody, so he, he said yes, absolutely, right away. And honestly, I've been one of the most, probably one of the more vocal people of what's going on with the PCA and trade show. So, I mean, uh, he knows he's going to get a barrage of questions okay. and, and stuff. So it should be a very interesting show next week with Scott Pierce. All right, you ready to play this thing? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's see this footage here. That might not Frontier work.
1: Frontier Airlines flight from Philadelphia to Miami turned violent. A man is under arrest, accused of assaulting a male flight attendant and inappropriately touching two female flight attendants. I'm a shot. A passenger's cell phone captured that outburst, which turned physical.
5: He started to get aggressive and then basically attack the male flight attendant.
1: 22 year old Maxwell Barry was arrested on three counts of battery. The police report said Barry groped the chests of female flight attendants and had several drinks while on the flight. He was duct taped to his seat until the flight landed and police handcuffed him.
0: Oh, I got, I got to find footage of that duct taping, man. I got to see that. All right. Everybody out there, thanks for joining us on another Saturday morning. We hope we uh, entertained you, informed you, and uh, had a good time. We will catch you guys all next week, but until then, keep it lit.